off to a good start. Oh. So I ate an entire bag of pistachios last night. Ew. Yeah. Wait, like, um, like how big of a bag? It was big. It was like a 16 ounce bag. Jesus. So I'm trying to watch my carb intake. You know, I'm trying to keep myself under 25 carbs a day. Yesterday I hit around 15 and then I was looking at those pistachios and I'm like, I'm just going to polish all those off. So I think I had an additional 30 carbs just from that. And I'm. Are you sending pictures, Shane? No. I don't know what happened there. Snapshots. Yeah, he just sent in a fucking. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> do something. He totally oh, snapshot. <laughs> I did. He's like, no, I didn't. Everyone else on the call. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Oh, I'm sure. I think you did. That's not Oh. That'll, that'll solve that problem. <sighs> I will say, you motherfuckers making me do this in the one game of the season the Giants might win. They're not oh, going to win. Dylan's. Wait a minute. I thought that this, you <laughs> planned this today. What's up, oh. No, I'm just complaining. I was I was <sighs> intending on them doing much worse in the game, so I would, wouldn't, wouldn't care and go upstairs. And now that they're winning, I'm like, oh, shit. How do you not have a TV upstairs? Well, I'm not going to keep it on. I'm watching the feed uh, in another window. <laughs> oh, boy. Hello. Oh. If I fart, I'm going to shit my pants. I was going to say, I already let one out before we started. <laughs> I... Yeah, we know. Mike told us. Oh, no, I farted, too, but then after I farted, I was like, well, it is time. I got those now pistachio finally... nutty high-fiber poops where it's not coming <laughs> out all at once. It's, like, sliding out when it wants to. Mike. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Val, you left I your deadly I... premonition here, by the way. <gasps> oh, no, because I left it on your desk. Son of a bitch. I oh, know. well. Well, you can, you can bring it over when I see you. I'm glad we got that squared away. I'm too busy murdering yeah. Stuffles and Pokemon. Stuffles? Yeah. What's that? They're like these little teddy bear looking things, but I want the shiny version because it looks like a orange or a red panda. I've killed almost 500 Stuffle trying to find it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. been taking six hours. <laughs> but once you get it, man... Is that going to be worth it? It is. It's not because she's playing the new Pokemon. But it's so oh. good. Mm. Mm. Okay. Need your. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, let's get this going so I can then go find something to eat. And, and that's about the giants. it. Giants. Oh no! It's going on right now. That's what I will actively be watching the Giants. So along with my normal swearing in the podcast, any extra swearing I can just uh, add add to that. Love it. <clears throat> Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I, was gonna I felt that, like there was more in there. Oh, it's definitely a Mike burp. Ew, when Mike burps, it smells like cat food. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, stop eating cat food, Mike. Well, I, I have a lot of canned chicken because it's convenient. And I, and I guess... That, oh, you are eating cat food. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's uh, <laughs> cat food now. Gross. Hey, you don't have to smell it. Yeah, but I can think about it. <laughs> I don't know. I might have some serious farts coming up. Uh, yesterday I had an early dinner of, uh, like at a Mexican restaurant up the road. But before that, I was spending all day eating homemade hot dogs and hot dog supplies. Hot dog supplies? <laughs> what are <laughs> hot dog supplies? Ground hot dog meat. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I, with what? Like a hot dog patty. Oh, picture, like, I see. So what kind of meat is it? Oh, uh, that's pork that I used. Oh, okay. I thought and... I thought you were going to say oh, it's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot dog meat. <laughs> I picked it off my hot dog tree out back. <laughs> I'll tell you what the most surprising thing was. Like we did like a little test batch and cooked it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, this tastes like a hot dog." Like I don't, I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting it to taste just <laughs> like a hot dog. <laughs> That's good though. That means you made it right. Yeah, I guess. Uh oh. Although we like had a couple that. blowouts while we were stuffing them, so you'll get accidents that. happen. You'll get that. You'll get blowouts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the entire time, me and my cousin, wiener jokes the whole time. Like, look at the size of this wiener. Oh my god. <laughs> That thing's not going to be able to fit between two butts. <laughs> God. That was the opener of the episode. <laughs> and then you guys tried sticking them down your throat so you can get farther. Oh, yeah. Winner, obviously. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mike's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I've seen the video. I do it all the time, my friend, so. What, of course, that's what men do. Hot dogs? No, they're penises. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're ready to start. <laughs> UHM Horror Podcast with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me, as always, my two co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. And joining us once again, our very special guest, the official video game expert uh, of the podcast, um, Valerie Burns. Val, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing excellent. <laughs> excellent because Eli Manning just scored another touchdown. Oh, Boom! Sight. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't get to say that anymore after this. All right. <laughs> You're the only one excited. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, uh, how about you guys, uh, Shane, Mike? How you guys doing today? I'm all right. I'm good. Well. 
If there's any noise coming from my direction, it will be Ziggy because he's currently parked his ass right in front of the PC monitor yet again. And he's allowed to. He's a kitty. Is there a chance of a cat fart? I fucking hope not. You haven't smelled these farts. They're usually quiet. Yeah. Yeah, they're also fucking vile. Yes. I bet they probably smell like Mike's because they eat the same thing. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Or chicken, yeah. Although I don't know if a cat ever ate a whole bag of cashews. Or pistachios. Pistachios. <laughs> there were the shelled oh, ones, too, so I had to, like, sit here. Oh, come on. Oh. So lazy. There's something to be said about cracking open a fucking cashew case with your teeth. It has to be said. It's so rewarding. Absolutely. I'm trying to think if I... Have I ever had a cashew in a shell? What are you, hoity-toity? You I, I can't even picture fancy it. I don't even know what it's like. I, I didn't know that they were in shells, were they? Yeah. Cashew nut. No, sorry. Pistachios come in shells. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You guys the, are making fun of me. I'm like, I don't know. The pistachio shells are pretty hard. I couldn't really bite through them. Yeah, and if you get one of them that's not open. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. Sucks. I have to throw them away. So I'm glad we got the pistachio talk out of the way through this episode. Yeah, the official, the official podcast of pistachios. I'm sure there's one. I'm sure there's a, there's one exists out there. A nutcast. Nutcast. <laughs> no, that's that's something entirely different. <laughs> oh my god! You get a lot of blowouts there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a dangerous dangerous time to be around. <laughs> All right, so we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. On the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, our uh, email address, allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. The Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's going to be on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, but probably Spotify. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so just uh, type in all you need is blood, subscribe, um, and uh, yeah, do all that stuff. Smash that like button. Oh, I forgot to say yeah, you that. You gotta say the smash. We'll just, well, I'll, I'll redo it. I'll, I'll edit it in. We're not gonna <laughs> get subscribers like without it, so. Yes. How else would they know how to do it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and make sure you set your uh, phones to get notifications. <laughs> when a new Let's not go that far. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Could you that. imagine doing that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's a cat outside my window. That motherfucker. Looks just like my cat. Is, is it, it your cat? cat? It is your cat. No. He's way too skinny. Ivan's much fatter. <laughs> He's just walking around in my woods. You son of a bitch. He's taunting you, Ryan. Yeah, I want to go out there and get him. Bring him in to get join the podcast. You live with me now, cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm distracted e- easily, as you can tell. All right, so what's been going on, guys? Um, Val, we haven't uh, talked to you in a while on the podcast. What's been going on recently? Be getting into anything interesting? Uh, well. I had an incident, so I was off of work for a month and a half, so I played a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Well, that was nice. That was Anything good? 
Um, <laughs> sort of. Or were you just hunting squirtles or whatever you said it was? They're stuffles. And no, that stuffles. only came out a couple weeks ago. I'm playing a lot of Pokemon. I put at least 100 hours into Pokemon Sword. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> I I can't think of what I've played. Uh, actually, yes, I have. I played a handful of horror games. Played Thomas Was Alone, which was very good. Mike uh, said that I should play it. Damn Pokemon. That was about it. That's been my life. But you've been you played Bloodborne a lot too. Oh, and I did. Yeah, I did the Bloodborne DLC. Unfortunately, I did. I'm doing it on New Game Plus, so it also scales oh, New Game Plus. So that's been fun. I only have two more bosses left. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, Ryan. How far did you get in Bloodborne? Uh, I only beat the regular game. I never got the DLC. Oh, so you finally beat the game then? Yes, I did. Okay, because the last that I th- I can't remember how many you had last time we talked about it. Oh, I don't remember where I whatever right I had, we had Jan and I left off. Oh, no, I did beat it eventually. Because you were mad about me doing the Blood Star Beast in one. Uh... Oh, in one shot. Yeah, that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> hours. I can't tell you how many hours I played that fucking boss. But uh, since then, I've gone back and like I don't know started a couple different builds and just played around like i'd get now that i know how to beat them i'd get there and just like whoop them and i'm like god i'm such a fucking idiot yeah but yeah that's awesome so how about you mike anything going on recently since we last spoke uh no i've just been playing uh more video games in my free time uh which is limited uh finished up the semester of school working a lot um i've been uh reviewing a lot of music for like my own personal top 10 of the year thing um Mm -hmm. so i've i've been trying to review like 40 or 50 different releases because there's so much that came out this year because i always start like you know january 1st and then all the way to december 31st and i if there's anything good that i listen to i write it down and then i go through it like a nerd and rate (laughs) each album and everything it's it's a whole to do but um, currently, I'll, I'll share my top 10 albums of 2019, if that's okay with you guys. Oh, yeah. I feel like I wish I had some like music to play. <laughs> it's like an intro. <laughs> like this could be an official little spot. Um, yes. <clears throat> well, so this is so far. I still have got a bunch of albums to go. But um, currently, my top 10 albums are... Um, the first one being Glory Hammer. It's the album's called Legends from Beyond the Galactic Terror Terror Vortex, and that's the only album that I'm going to put in order because that's my favorite album of the year. It's over the top. It's like super power metally. They talk about going into the past, which is in the year 3000, and they go to like 1992 and they fight uh, with swords and and unicorns and like jetpacks, and it's over the top. It's hysterical, but the, the album is super good. It's like it's power metal. It's very high pitched and fun and stupid, and I love it. Uh, other than that, uh, I number two would be Traveler with their self titled album. It's just a heavy metal album that's really, really good. Uh, a band called Excuse with Profits from the Occultic Cosmos. Um, they're very good as well. Uh, Blood Incantation with Hidden History of the Human Race. It's a 
uh, death metal album. Uh, Bewitcher, Under the Witching Cross, which is like a uh, rock and roll, black metal, awesome, great album. Uh, Crypt Sermon, The Ruins of Fading Light. The Ruins of Fading Light, which is like a doomy, heavy metal type album. It's really, really good, which I, for some reason, hated at first. But now I really like it, and I don't know why. Um, one of Ryan's favorites would be Infant Annihilator, The Battle of yes. Yaldabaoth. Yelda Bath? I don't know how to say the last. It's Yelda, Y-A-L-D-A-B-A-O-T-H. How would you pronounce that? Yelda Bath. Yelda Bath. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Number eight would be Secret Monster Worship Worship the Weird, which is like a Chicago band that's not getting a lot of uh, attention, but the album's really good. Uh, number nine would be Departure Chandelier with Antichrist Rise to Power. It's a black metal album, so I'm sure no one's going to listen to it. Uh, and then my final one so far would be Lunar Shadow, The Smokeless Fires, which is a fun, heavy metal, uh, traditional metal album. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Sweet. And of course, you're going to be posting this somewhere on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, cetera, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's other albums too. I liked uh, Cerebral Rot, Witch Vomit, He Can't Enthrone, Zoth, Cattle Decapitation, and the Burial, Angel Witch, Istap, Secret Reich, and Coffinized, Candlemass, Two Mold, Venom Prison, and a bunch of others. But I like those albums as well. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners really like listen to metal or anything. I know, like, I think a couple of them do. But yeah, I'll post it on there as well, just in case anyone's interested. But yeah, other than that, um, I finished up uh, Outer Worlds, which is really good. Um, I finished this game called My Friend Pedro, which is uh, a shooting game, but you have uh, a banana that talks to you and tells you to kill people. What the fuck? And I'm, <laughs> and I'm currently playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is my first Assassin's Creed game. And I love it because... Before, I didn't play them because of the sneaking around, and I'm not a huge fan of sneaking in games. But this is like a straight-up like RPG, which reminds me a lot of like uh, like one of Val's favorites, like um, Oblivion or like those types of games where it's mainly an RPG first, and you can go about different ways of doing each mission and stuff. It's really fun, and I'm kind of surprised that I've never played it yet. So huh. Mike also attempted the Blair Witch game. Ah. <sighs> Why don't you talk about that, Mike? That, that came out? Yeah, it came out a couple months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you want, you want me to talk about that? You want to embarrass me? And... I was going to say, I know you can't play horror games, right? No, I, I had a I mean, panic You tried to embarrass me when we were talking about Smash, so... Oh, wow, wow. So I had a panic attack, sort of, <laughs> while playing uh, Blair Witch, and Val was making fun of me for that. So he's a real bad guy here, huh? And then he had a real bad headache afterward, too, because he was so stressed out. Yeah, I don't like horror games. I don't like like horror movies are one thing, but like the games where I'm actually controlling the character, it freaks me out. Like, well, Val, what were you playing the other day that I freaked out? No, you were showing me. No, uh, I showed you the end of Home Sweet Home. Yeah, she showed me uh, the end of a game called Home Sweet Home. And I like she's I'm, she just like was making me watch a YouTube video, and I freaked out with that. A mannequin fell, and Mike almost jumped out of his chair and grabbed me and said, uh, what the hell did you say? I don't know. 
I think you said something about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Mike. Yeah, yep. so that's uh, blur. I mean, the game was fun from what I played. I just didn't. I didn't like the this anxiety. So that's that's all of what I've been up to <laughs> in uh, recently. Awesome. <laughs> I I didn't even know that game came out. I think it came out about it. September or August, mm-hmm. and then it went immediately to Game Pass. So. I stole Mike's Game Pass, and then I downloaded it. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> is it, like, based off of the new movie, or is it, like, its own thing? No, it's its own thing. It was, uh, it's two years after the event of the first movie. Mm-hmm. So. It's pretty neat. You get a dog. Is, is Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows involved? <laughs> I, I never even watched that, because I did not hear good things about it. <laughs> so I couldn't tell yet. it's one of Shane's favorite movies is it? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> from the distance no <laughs> he's got to talk through a cat it's true actually he's moved he moved he legged it smart wanted to get out of here <laughs> yeah, I think he got bored <laughs> mm. typical cat how about you, Shane? What have you been up to recently? Um, here's a biggie. Um, I've been trying to sell some of my vinyl. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. Um, I'm broke, so I've got to try and shift some vinyl and some Blu-rays um, so I can get Christmas gifts um, and pay bills. Uh, other than that, I have been going through my Blu-ray collection and re-watching some old classics. Um, been listening to a lot of old-school metal from 80s and 90s. Um, one big, big announcement for me, actually is a really fucking big deal for me, is a friend of mine got me a ticket to see Pearl Jam at London Hyde Park next summer. Oh shit, that sounds cool. Yeah, so um, it's it's kind of like a dream lineup for me because um, <clears throat> it's Pearl Jam and the Pixies, and hmm. I love the Pixies. I always have done because like it's the indie kid in me has always loved the Pixies. Um, so it was Pearl Jam, Pixies, and there's about five or six other bands on, um, all on the same stage. So that's happening July tenth. I've also been planning a few more trips away. Um, I'm off to York and Lincoln next month, a few days apiece, and then I'm off to Chester again in February. Um, I'm also going to be doing some photography um, at a few comic cons next year as well. Wow. Now are you going to dress up? I won't be dressing up. Um, I will, I am strictly going as the photographer. Oh, okay. So, um, cause the group that I'm taking photo- um, photos for is the Maggot Cosplay Group, which is the UK Slipknot Cosplay Group. Oh. And I know it sounds a bit weird, like, uh, cosplay of, of a band going to comic cons and stuff like that, but they're actually really fucking popular. Um... We did one last month, at the beginning of last month. We went to Birmingham, and um, 
we were only there for seven hours and I took over 500 photographs. Holy shit. Yeah. So basically I was literally there with a digital cam and people were just approaching us nonstop throughout the day. Can we get our photo taken with you? And the amount of times people were screaming, Oh my God, Slipknot are here. And you're like, really? <laughs> That's them. <laughs> yeah. And there was loads of people, loads of little kids convinced because there were kids there convinced Slipknot were actually at the Comic-Con. Um, obviously it wasn't it was a load of my friends all dressed up and they've got the full outfits and everything they have it down to a t and as each um con comes along they tweak the outfits so they fit the error of a certain album so oh that's we, cool i was gonna ask if they do just one or another no, no, they're always changing up their look no they do tweak all their outfits i mean the last one we did was they did the iowa album so the next one will be a Subliminal Verses, I believe, is the third album. So they'll be tweaking all the outfits for that. And I think that one is in July. We can't do the March one because one of our number, um, his wife is expecting a baby. So um, it will be July when we do the next one. And uh, it's going to be in London and it's going to be fucking massive. Because the London Con usually has around about 100,000 people. Holy shit. Yeah, the Birmingham one was 31,000. Jesus. So it was a test on my anxiety, I can tell you that. Um, but, um, yeah, we did that. So, uh, yeah, so I'm planning some, some trips, um, cosplay stuff, as well as visiting people and a couple of gigs and um, potentially moving as well. Wow, moving. Holy shit, Shane. Yeah. So You're all over the place. Yep. Yeah. So Easy. next year's, next year's going to be a busy year for me. 2020 uh, year of Shane. I hope so. It will be nice because I don't plan on living in Norwich much longer. Um, so I want to get the fuck out. Cool. Shane Smith photographer. Yeah, I know, right? Um, there is the group um, on Facebook, the Maggot Cosplay, Maggot UK Cosplay Group. Um, so, I mean, all the photos from the cons that, all, that they've done previous are on there, as well as the photos that I took are on there too. So, And they're all on the Instagram page as well. So... Uh, yeah, there's plenty to look at. I mean, it's basically just lots of me taking photographs of lots of people wanting their photos taken with Slipknot. So, uh, you know, it was it was fun. It was stressful, but it was rewarding. Um, so I think at the end of the end of the day, when everybody was like, "Right, that's it. We're done. We've had enough," I just gave the camera back to the guy in the group. And went, right, that's it. Fuck it. I'm done. I need. To, I, I think the words were, "I need a coffee and I need a slash." So get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Done. Um, and then because I didn't sleep the night before, uh, we got to Birmingham on the Friday. I didn't sleep at all because obviously it was a strange environment, and for me it was like sleeping in a very str- in a, like a strange bed. Hotel room, people walking up down the corridors, 
I couldn't settle at all. And then by the time I did settle, my buddy's alarm clock went off. So I basically had no sleep. Um, I was awake for 40 hours. Um, <laughs> and you said this is at a con? Yeah. Man, um, you would hate going to the con I go to. At four yeah. in the morning, the people in the lobby decided to sing America the Beautiful. Oh, f- fuck that. And I was like, that's all fine and dandy, but like... I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had to be up. We had to be awake because we had to get the first bus we could. Um, because it was a 30-minute bus ride from where our hotel was to the NEC in Birmingham, where the con was. So we had to wait for the bus. We got there. We then had a 40-minute walk because we got off at the wrong stop. It was my buddy's fault entirely. So we had to walk for 40 minutes to go and find the place oh we needed to go. And then by the time we got there, we met everybody in the car park and then we had to walk around the con for seven hours. And then we had to walk back to get a bus. And then we got the bus back to where our hotel was. And me and my buddy, we just laid on our beds and we were like, fuck this, I am not moving for shit. And basically, it was actually quite comical because that night I fell asleep at 11 o'clock and my buddy decided it would be funny to record me snoring, the bastard. <laughs> and then um, I got woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning by somebody in a club two streets down playing thumping techno. <laughs> that was a good one. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't. I got fuck all sleep um, over that weekend. And when I got home the Sunday evening, I literally dropped my bags, let Ziggy out, fed him, called him in, went to beg, bed, and slept for nine hours. Yeah, there's nothing better than when you come back <laughs> oh, yeah. from like a trip like that, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to just sleep. Thing is, though, the Sunday morning when we were due to, or the Sunday we were due to leave, we woke up in the morning, I couldn't move my legs because we'd done so much walking. I literally could not move my legs. And even when, when I did move my legs, it was it felt like kindling snapping in my knees. Because Ugh. it was like crack, crunch, ow, you know. And my buddy was just in stitches because it was like, oh, yeah, it's like the fossil's getting up. And I was like, fuck off. You, you fucking, you try wearing my legs for 24 hours and see how you feel. But, um, yeah, we done it. So, next year, Comic Cons, gigs, visiting people. Cool. That sounds like a busy year, Shane. Mm. That'll be sweet. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know how often I'll be on the podcast next year either. <laughs> That's another <laughs> thing. Because I could be, you could be recording and I could be like, Nat, sorry, dudes, I'm away, you know. Could be- we'll have your phone in, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you want? Fuck off. Yeah. Here's what we'll do. We'll preload a whole bunch of you. Like, you'll record a whole bunch. <laughs> and we'll, I'll just stitch it in as if you're, you know, in the podcast. Yeah, just me swearing at random strangers. There you go. Because it would be yeah, absolutely. going away. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to get a whole bunch of uh, little uh, little segments of you recorded so I can stitch them in. Maybe I'll make a soundboard. Yeah. Yeah, that could be fun, actually. That could be a lot of fun. Highly entertaining. Where's Shane? He's in Birmingham, but he left, he left us a note. Fuck off! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Awesome. What about you, Ryan? What have you been up to? Oh, let's see. Last night, I went to go see Exorcist Part 1 and 3 Ooh, uh, nice. for the Connecticut What, Club no Classics. 2? Yeah, because two <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, had a, they had a poster they, was, they, were, uh, they were giving out. Uh, you know, it's 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 always a poster for the day, and it says, you know, um, what do they call this? Um, um, uh, the power of Christmas compels you <laughs> is is what they they title this run, and it said showing Exorcist and Exorcist Three because fuck Exorcist Two. That's awesome. <laughs> it's on the poster. I'm like, that is awesome. Now, so Exorcist they always... Three is it the theatrical cut or was it Legion? Um, it was the one where they perform an exorcism at the end. So I think that's the theatrical. Yeah, that's theatrical. I oh, spoilers. <laughs> <clears throat> well, listen, I, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've watched well, either one. Uh, Legion, I think they, I don't want to say found, but I know that I think Legion's like the director's cut. Yeah. And that, that was only like released like a couple years ago. It's like super recent, and I think like I think Arrow just uh, not Arrow or is it Arrow? Yeah, Arrow in the UK is releasing Exorcist three, and I think they're including Legion on there as like oh. I know it's badass. And I'm sorry, I, I don't awesome. mean to cut you off, but yeah. Oh no, I'm it's absolutely. And Val, as Val just tried to mention before, I mansplained and just talked over her. <laughs> she uh, the artwork is beautiful for that. So. Yeah, they, they usually do a great job. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to pick that up. But the show was great. It was hilarious. You know, just I love going to shows like that where it's it's shit you don't see in a theater, you know, while you're in a theater. And uh, I forgot how fucking long part one was. It was also the director's cut of part one oh. or whatever you want to call it, the version you've never seen. <laughs> and I... I did see that on its theatrical run when that got released, I think like in 99 or 98, something like that. It was 98, because I saw it on that theatrical run. Yep. Yeah. So it wasn't the first time I've seen Exorcist in a theater, but it was so good. What? Cheesy. (laughs) What's that then? Ziggy wants to ask him how how he's doing. (laughs) How are you doing? Yeah, Ziggy, what have you been up to lately? Hey, what are you doing? What have you been up to? Oh. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Hot yeah. take. Yeah. Where did he where did he touch you, Ziggy? <laughs> Ziggy, where did I touch you? <laughs> yeah. There you go. You can hear the pain in the meow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a sad meow. He's a tortured soul. <laughs> another thing i found i didn't even know this existed uh it just popped up on my hulu i think hulu listens to what i watch on netflix and makes recommendations based on that okay because they recommended the great american baking show mike no what that's what i said what yeah i think i i've seen a commercial for it and i will refuse to watch it because it's probably not on it i'm not interested exactly and it's probably filled with oh, like. Oh well, yeah, but Mary Berry hasn't been on the other one for like two, a bunch of time, right? She's been out. She's been dead for years. Oh, has she? No, <laughs> she looks. She's while she was on the show, she was still dead. <laughs> she's like it was just her corpse. She's the baking crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, I did watch an episode or two, Mike. And 
and it's filmed in the UK in the same tent as the UK <laughs> what? show. What's the point? I, I, it has American contestants. Oh. And it's judged by Paul Hollywood and some other lady. Now oh, I'm like, going to oh. go on. I want to kiss Paul Hollywood's hand. Gross. When he, when he tries <laughs> to give me a handshake, I'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're assuming you're going to get a handshake. I think Val could get a handshake from Paul Hollywood. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> oh, this is our cake bars. They're real good. I want Paul. Whatever it was, I'd make like whatever the the challenge is. I'd just make like a grilled cheese. <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> I don't know. This is what I got, Paul. We could have to deal with it. It's like you didn't even follow the directions. You didn't bake anything. Like, special <laughs> recipe: bread, cheese. You. Be- you made two grilled cheese sandwiches, and while everyone else was cooking, you ate one of them. Did you oh, bring would... Campbell's tomato soup? Yes. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, that was interesting that it exists. I didn't did not even know that was a thing. Uh, what else? Oh, actually, this morning I watched. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Mike. Uh, Red Letter Media put up their new best of the worst episode. No, I didn't watch it yet. And uh, and this one is it's all shit that we've talked about on our podcast oh, no. at various times, including one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Santa Claus, um, oh. which is a killer Santa movie. Val, didn't we watch that? Ah, we watched so many. <laughs> it's it's really bad, but it's that uh, Iced, the skiing <laughs> slasher. <laughs> they watched Ice. <laughs> That's what the I guy said. kills oh himself God, by uh, jumping on a, like an ice mound. <laughs> he sees his girlfriend cheating on him. Yep. And then Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Uh-oh. That's the best. Oh, yeah. Val loves that movie. Watch it every Christmas. <laughs> Garbage day. That guy's going to be at a convention. I like his eyebrows. Because really? they just go ham that whole movie. Yeah, Val brought that up, and like last time we watched it, she's like, "Watch his eyebrows the whole movie." There's like, a, a YouTube video of his <laughs> eyebrow montage in that movie. <laughs> it's a compilation of eyebrow. Fantastic. <laughs> An eyebrow compilation. I hate the internet. <laughs> You're just mad. Such think a waste of, of time. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of waste of time. <laughs> Uh, let's get into, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Absolutely. So, this is, uh, going to be the last episode we record of the season. Of the season. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see in the summer, guys. Season, yeah, season three starts next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, we figure we go over some of the highlights and lowlights of 2019. Uh, some of the best stuff and some of the worst stuff. And I actually spent the last few weeks just attempting to watch as many 2019 horror movies that I had not seen and just, like, cruising through them. Um, and, and I gotta say, one of the, the interesting things about 2019 uh, is that I had sort of a difficult time finding something I really hated. Which is surprising. Usually I can find stuff to hate very easily. But did you see Black Christmas? I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I did not go see. Oh, Black we'll Christmas. get into I told that. you guys I watched The Exorcist instead. You're over there watching Black Christmas, <laughs> playing 4D chess over here. Yeah, right. So I don't know. How do you guys want to do this? You want to maybe pick one movie that you you saw that's worth mentioning, or or for whatever reason, good or bad. Yeah, maybe we should have talked about how we're doing this. We did not discuss this at all. <laughs> We just we just agreed to it. We're like, oh yeah, twenty nineteen movies. That's great. Well, I listed all the all the twenty nineteen movies I watched, which was like mm-hmm. only fourteen and or twelve or whatever. I can't count. And um, I could list the the best ones, the worst ones. And but this is only gonna take up like thirty seconds. And then the end- shit, I watched fourteen also. Oh okay. Well, uh, starting from the very bottom, um, the worst movie I've seen this year. And this trumps over, uh, like, other random movies I was watching when I was doing my 365 Days of Horror thing. Okay, so the very bottom of the barrel is Black Christmas from this year. Because... That just came out, like, this week. Yeah, it came out, yeah, Friday. Yeah, so uh, Val and I have got that AMC Stubbs card where uh, you pay 20 bucks a month and you could see three movies per week, which saves money... By watching the first 15 minutes of your second movie, you know, so we decided that Black Christmas was probably going to be crappy, but we were going to go anyway, because I can't properly hate on a movie unless I see it, you know, so Mm -hmm. I was going to go in there with kind of an open mind uh, because Black, the original Black Christmas is like one of my favorite movies ever. It's amazing. The acting is fantastic. The women in there are like empowering on their own without being preachy about them being women and everything. And at the end of the movie, you still don't know who it is. Billy is just like some guy that is just an asshole killing people. And it's great. I love it. Um, However, they decided to remake black Christmas and, and I'm not talking about 2006 when I'm talking about this one and uh, Carrie Elways is in it. Uh, Imogen Poots is in it, which I really like. Uh, the acting and everything is <laughs> the acting and everything in it. It's like really good. Um, I, I didn't mind it. Val's in love with Carrie always. And but the overall message is completely anti-man. It is completely women empowerment, PC, gender studies, all that. And it's and after the movie, I felt really empowered. Yeah, Val felt super empowered. <laughs> Val was punching Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Get your spot. Bitch. I'm going <laughs> to give it like a slight spoiler yeah. because I really don't want anyone seeing this. If you want to see it, nobody can. Nobody's. If you watch do want to see it, skip this immediately. But like the whole in the beginning of the movie, they're like, you know, white men have all the power. White men have all the power. Men have all the power. Blah blah blah. And it turns out in this movie, the white uh, college uh, jocks have powers and they're making women disobedient because they're in a cult and they're like with praying black magic with yeah, black magic and they're like kind of praying what? to a statue head of a college campus like uh the founder and, and he owns slaves too yeah so he owns... The, the one of the main girls had a petition to get rid of the bust so that specific fraternity took the bust and right. it's in their fraternity and they're praying to it, and black tar is coming from his eyes as unexplained, and 
Carrie Elways is like the leader, obviously, because that's in the trailer. So <laughs> they put that in the trailer, and that's that's like towards the end of the movie that is revealed that he's the like king asshole. And um, yeah, this whole movie, I'm telling you, it's like super anti man, super PC. And if you go to the IMDb page, you know, usually when a movie comes out, it's got like mediocre to higher reviews because everyone's kind of hyped on it. This is a three. And one of the reviews I sent to Val earlier, it's titled Shoot Me in the Fucking Head. And it says, this movie wasn't made for you, that's for sure. It's made for the dumb asses Antifa gender studies loser with pink hair who wants to burn down civilization and build a unicorn fantasy, walk out, boring and bad. And that is the most hitting the nail on the head thing ever. And like, I'm so totally, you know, equality. Um... I, I want everybody to achieve very well in their life and, and all that. And I do understand that women do feel the need to uh, want to be empowered and all that because I completely agree with all of it. But this was way too over the top, way too much. It was so like so over the top. They made they based the entire movie around it. And it's just it's getting decimated in reviews by it. And it's it's that's that's my worst movie of the year so far. Yeah, and as a what? as a woman, I was even rolling my eyes most of the time because it's just like shut the hell up. Like I, you know, I'm all for women empowerment because I'm a woman and I weld, and that's not a you know a normal thing that women do. But I was just like, God, I hope all of them get killed. <laughs> They're really obnoxious. <laughs> shut up, Philip. Problem. What is Don't Black Christmas about, about it? it? They, they what, what Black Christmas does and why I feel like they named it that is to well cash in on the original, and they they brought in some kills from the original. Uh, there's even an Exorcist three reference. There's an alien reference. There's an alien reference, mm. and like when I say reference, I mean like they kind of kill somebody. Uh, like I'm not, I'm gonna say the word homagely, which is not a word, but I can't think of homagely. They kill someone homagely. <laughs> yes, because I know it's not a word, but I'm gonna say it. So they kill person. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting over a cold. Um, they kill somebody in like an homage to those kills from those movies, which I thought was kind of cool and pretty well done. But the overall movie is garbage. There was really nothing original, really, about that movie. No, it was essentially like. Dysperia, but with the men. And I did initially. I did appreciate that they're remaking it into their own like vision thing. Like they're adding in like a cult thing, and I'm like, okay, like I can kind of see where this is going. And then when it was so on the like so obvious that all this fraternity is made up of white males, and that's like the enemy all along, it just ruined it for me. I'm like, this is so preachy. And the only good wow. guy was an awkward black guy. Yeah, named Landon. Yeah, that was it. With the most white name. <laughs> Jesus. Absolutely. So, Val, would you agree is this the worst uh, movie you've seen this oh, year? Oh, yeah, I movie? thought it was shit. Because I turned to Mike and I was like, wow, I've never felt so empowered as a woman. <laughs> and I was just like, that movie's terrible. <laughs> Like, nothing like sitting through a movie and having feminism and misogyny and sexism grammed down your throat. Listen, you can have all that stuff in a movie. There's just, there's, you know, 
Oh, ways man. to make it good and ways to make it not good. It was the you know? whole movie. Yeah. I was just like, God, I, I hate being a woman because those are the kind of girls that make me look like shit. <laughs> so you're saying this movie depowered you as a woman. <laughs> right, it did. I don't want to be in associ- association with those kind of women. That's why I don't do my was, was there at least any, like, gore or good kills or anything? It's PG-13. Oh, God damn, I forgot about that. So all the kills are, you know, uh, the camera pans away or they're all killed off screen. And yeah, it's 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 bad. So I feel like Fuck. that's that's our worst movies of the year. If you guys want to go over your worst movies and then we'll talk about the yeah, best movies and then we'll talk about the ones in between and Val can do her horror games. and Oh, yeah, we'll wrap it all up. It'll be brilliant. <laughs> All right, Shane, do you have any idea what you, what you wanted to go with for your worst movie from 2019? Is Shane there? Wow, Shane, that is really exciting that you said that. <laughs> Did we lose it? All right, I think Shane's pooping again. Uh-oh. His um, little face is here. Yeah, why is my Skype not showing him in here? He's in ours. Yeah. <clears throat> Ongoing call. There we go. Well, I see his face, but there's nothing happening. Oh, oh there, there he is. is. Hey, All doing? right, now I see him flipping us off. There's no no sound though. <laughs> Shade, something's going on with your mic. I think he's muted. Um, not from. Let me see. What's this? Nope. Because I, I, the thing is not muted. Like, I'm not muting oh. him. No, I'm saying, like, I, next to his name had a mute button. If he doesn't even have has, has his headphones on. Shane. He's so discombobulated looking. <laughs> Did you hear us? I think he says yes. Well, we got nothing from you, Shane. You might have to exit the call and join in again or something. <laughs> I think you just told us to toss off. I think you did. London insults are so this polite. This isn't the 80s. This isn't the young ones. You can't do that. <laughs> oh, he's rocking out he's now. He's screaming. <laughs> he's screaming. All right, Shane. Um, I don't know, man. You're going to you have to figure something out. I can't help you on this one. Why don't you go over your worst movie of the year while Shane right. figures it out? So, like I was saying, Mike, I mean, I've watched some bad movies this year. Uh, Velocipaster. <laughs> Who can forget? Um, uh, the Doom movie and stuff. But, like, I didn't really hate those. I think probably the, the movie I, I disliked the most was uh, Annabelle Comes Home. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hey, he's back, folks. The fuck was that? Shane, we hear you. What'd you do, Shane? I didn't do anything. I haven't touched my PC. I haven't touched the keyboard. What? Yeah. All right, well, we got you back. So we're, I was going over um, my pick for the, well, the worst movie I saw this year. Yeah. Annabelle Comes Home, huh? I was going to watch that. Annabelle Comes Home. Annabelle 3, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, I didn't even... And- I thought that was the second one. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. It's, it's the second one was a prequel, so I don't know. 
But I I liked the second one. I thought the first one was kind of boring. And the third one, I just... It had potential to be good, and it wasted so much of it with, like, boring, shitty characters. And, like, they have all these haunted items. Like, they could have set up this really sweet, like, Friday the 13th, the series type thing. Where they have to, like, stop each haunted item or do whatever. And they just waste it all. It's all shit. The scares are nothing. Mm. Um, I mean, the acting, it's mostly, like, kids and you know teenagers that are in it it sucks it has the warrens in it from you know the the conjuring films they're in the beginning and the end and it's a waste man it just is i think what really hinders the movie is that because it's like the main character is the warren's daughter when she's like a little girl you know nothing's gonna happen you know no one's gonna die and it's like why why am i even watching this yeah i get you i don't know it was just lame, not good. Did anyone else ever see this one? No. 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 So, yeah, that was my worst. How about you, Shane? What'd you have for your worst of the year? Uh, I think my worst of the year was quite well, actually, there's a number, but I'm going to go with the Banana Split movie. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's on my list. I didn't get to yeah, watch it. Yeah, I didn't it. get to watch it either, but I heard people saying it was, like, bad. It's fucking dreadful. As in. I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck I'm getting those 90 minutes of my life back. Um, basically, it's the TV show. It's the kids. You know, it's, well, you know, it's the it's the puppets from Banana Split. And when I was a kid, I grew up watching the Banana Splits, and I fucking loved the show. I really did. And when I heard that they were doing a horror version of the show for a movie, I thought, this has got to be awesome. It has to be. And then I bought it on a blind purchase because I thought the trailer looks awesome. Um, and trust me when I say the trailer is the only good thing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the animatronic monsters, or monsters, I use the term loosely. Um, shut up. <laughs> um, the animatronic creatures that are the banana splits, basically what happens is their creator... Um, kind of loses this shit a bit because the TV show has been cancelled and I've invited all these competition winners in so you've got all these kids with their parents in you know, viewing like a taping of the Banana Splits and it's during this time that one of the robots goes slightly haywire goes a bit T-1000 on it and um, kind of twitches a bit has a malfunction and starts going around repro- reprogramming all of the creatures to kill and um you know you think to yourself that sounds good ziggy shut up before i shut you outside he doesn't like the way that you're explaining it yeah, he liked it Shane. <laughs> ziggy was asleep the entire time so don't judge me bitch um <laughs> uh yeah so basically they um you've got all these you've got these kids that are held captive and you've got their parents in there and they are <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Typical cat, you know. They're gonna meow until you give them attention. They give attention, and they're like, "Ah, fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> Little cat bastard, just sitting there staring at me as if to say, "What?" 
That's because the TV TV is turned off. That's what it is. Um, yeah, where was I? Oh yeah. Um, basically, I am going to go into spoilers on this one because basically, it's seriously, it's not worth watching at all. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, basically, these the robot banana split creatures go around and start killing off all the parents, and um, you know they do it in some of the kills are passable. I wouldn't even say they were unique or funny. Um, and you know, it's like just some of the people in it. There's like there's a guy, one of the characters in it is determined to make his child famous, and he's basically. He sees the corpse of somebody who's been maimed, and he's like, oh, hi, where's the manager of the station? I want to introduce him to my daughter. Excuse me, dude, but there's a guy who's just been fucking maimed and ripped apart, and you want to go and find the manager to make your daughter famous? Please fuck off right now. You know, that kind of shit. (laughs) And it just went downhill. Even the end was dreadful. You know, it's like you've got this cutesy little anime chick Chinese chick who's like all animated up you know with the wig and everything and she's like oh yeah we were going to get married her boyfriend proposes to her on the set and basically he then gets cut in half um, and she's sitting there kind of like amongst his entrails sobbing her eyes out and this woman just comes walking up to her and says look we need to get out of here we need to you know we've got to try and get to stay together and this chick just disappears and she kind of loses the plot and goes slightly insane. And then as the end credits roll, there's this one guy in the film who's like the stepdad of the main character. And he's like, oh, my God, somebody help me, help me. And she mows him down with a fucking one of those like golf buggy cart things. And she's got, like, the remains of one of the Banana Splits characters in the back. So, obviously, there's going to be a sequel for it. Or there would be a sequel if it actually made any money. (laughs) Um, But she just mows him down and he's just, like, this smear on the floor. And it was just fucking... Oh, man, I can't believe I wasted money on buying that. And I watched it and I literally... This is the funny thing. I watched it, a buddy of mine came round and went, oh, can I borrow it? I went, you can take it. You can keep it. Get it out. <laughs> Get it out of my fucking collection. And I said to him, I t- actually told him, I said, I've got a really good idea, actually. We could do this. So I went, take a photo of it, put it on Instagram, and give it to somebody once you've watched it, and then pass it along. So we'll see, you know, where this copy ends up in the UK kind of deal. Because I've marked the disc, and I said, right, there you go, take it, Let's just fucking get it out of my sight. I gave it a 1 out of 10. Seriously, 1 out of 10. It's <laughs> fucking dreadful. Now it's yeah. going to be like The Ring. Well, yeah, yeah right. Long so you don't die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the only... You just cursed someone. Yeah. <laughs> the only good thing For about sure. it was the theme tune. It's just hearing the theme tune again after so long was just fucking awesome but the film was just so fucking bad it was so bad it was kind of nowhere all oh, it was it was nowhere well hang on terminator the new terminator was marginally better okay um and i say only marginally um and it was the fight scenes that saved that but um 
And I was trying to think of what films that I've bought, um, that I've watched. And Real quick the about the Banana Splits movie. I'm sure they were banking on the whole nostalgia thing. But I'm sure they were also banking on the fact that Five Nights at Freddy's is such a big thing now. Yeah. And that's essentially the same thing where animatronics start murdering people. Right, see, I've not seen Five Nights at Freddy, so... It's a game. Oh, right, okay. That, like, little kids play. <laughs> oh, right. But is it anywhere as good as Happy Tree Friends? I don't know, it's a game. Oh no! I don't know. <laughs> Happy Tree Friends. The, don't you remember the the cartoon? I, I know that, but yes, yeah. you literally in Five Nights at Freddy's. At least the first one from what I've seen. You work at like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of place, and you're sitting there monitoring cameras, and the animatronics start to move, and they get closer, and you have to. Do something so they don't kill you, and then if they do kill you, they stuff you in an animatronic. Like That's all I know. I never played it. I I watched someone play it, and I was like, "Well, I don't need to do this anymore." Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was. I mean, I'm kind of lost for words at how bad it actually was, and to the point, I never want to see it again. I should have put that on my list. I wasn't paying attention. That would have been a great one. I bet I would have hated it. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking for something to hate. <laughs> yeah, we were uni- We would have been united in hatred. Actually, Ryan, come to think of it, I think you would have probably loved it because it- <laughs> you know me and Connor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would have, you would have probably loved it because it was so fucking shit. But uh, nice. Yeah, I I just can't. I just can't even think of anything else worse this year. I mean, there's been a few that lost in memory, but um, I think there was a couple that we mentioned while we were discussing this podcast last week, but um, because I think you showed a list of the movies that you'd watched or that we could have talked about. And I automatically said there was two on there. I would, I would add to this list, but yeah, banana splits is definitely my most hated. Great. Well, so how about best, Shane? Do we want to go right to the best, or do we want to save that for the end? We'll save that for the end, I think. It gives me more right. to think about it. Oh, now, how uh, about, uh, like, a uh, was there a sequel that you liked this year, like a best sequel or a worst sequel? Oh, yeah, there was a best sequel that I liked this year, yeah. Okay, great. What do you got? Um, it, Chapter 2. Um, I know it got a lot of hate, and a lot of it was very mixed, but personally, I thought the movie itself was amazing. I loved every second of it. And um, there was like new scene, there was a new scene in it written specific, specifically for the film that's not in the actual book, which was um, which is what Stephen King wanted. He actually asked for this new scene to be put in. And if you remember when you saw it, it's the, the Hall of Mirror scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's not in the original book. Stephen King wanted that put in and I thought it was amazing that scene and the interaction with the adults as well, because basically <clears throat> the adults, how they played the kids, it was the kids, but 30 years later you know, or 27 years later, you know, um, it was their characteristics, everything about it. I just thought it was fucking amazing. Um, 
I know people were saying there was more comedic value to it. Um, yeah, it was quite funny in places, but it was also fucking harrowing and quite dark. And it was quite emotional as well, because I got quite emotionally involved in the film. Um, and it took me on a roller coaster throughout the entire movie. But I came out thinking it was probably one of the best films I've seen this year. Um, and, you know, I loved it. And I automatically gave the movie a 10 out of 10 because when I came out of that movie, I thought to myself, that was fucking amazing and I cannot wait to get it on Blu-ray. Which did you like better, uh, Chapter 1 or Chapter 2? Um, see, that's something I can't really answer because I love them both equally. And to be brutally honest with you, I can't compare the both them both because although it's technically one whole film, um... I would, I wouldn't be able to answer it. Do you think it's better than the um, the uh, miniseries? Yes, no question. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that one. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, the miniseries was good for what it was, but overall, it was kind of shitty. And I hope um, Tim Curry didn't listen to us. <laughs> Yeah, Tim Curry was amazing in it. He's a- Listen, Tim Curry, everyone always says Tim Curry's the best part about that thing, and, he, and it's absolutely true. Yeah, He's true. the best part. Uh, the adults suck in that movie. Also, oh, Tim, what's the guy's name? John Ritter? He's dead, right? Yeah. 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 So, and then the other guy that was in Night Court, he's dead too. So we don't got to worry about the adult section. We can just shit on that. Yeah. <laughs> but what I loved about Chapter 2 was James McAvoy. He was fucking awesome in that. He's great in everything, yeah. man. He's so yeah. good. And, you know, it's... Um, oh, what's her face? You played um, Beverly. Um, shit. What is her name? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Yeah, she was great too. In fact, I thought all the adults were great in that movie. Um, and what's his, place, what's his face? You played Richie. Fuck. Uh, Hater. John Hater? Bill Hader. Bill Hader, that's it, yeah. yeah. He was amazing. He was amazing. Um, and he got Richie down to a T, and I thought he was superb. Everything about that, everything about the characters and that, those adults nailed it, in my opinion. Mm. Is Richie uh, gay in the books? Um, no. Jeez. Maybe, I think that was something that they changed over for the film, you know, just for, like... Current I was just curious if that was like a a thing. Yeah. I do like the fact though that I read that um the adults and the kids had to meet beforehand and the kids would give the adults like a picture of them or something. Yeah. And I guess Bill Hader wouldn't take um his kids picture because he thought it was weird. But, yeah, what I loved about this, because reading about the movie itself, because obviously in chapter one, um, Skarsgård didn't actually meet the kids until he saw them on set, which basically added to the terror for the kids. Where this one, he was hanging out with the adults and the kids. And, you know, it was like everyone was getting along and it was great. But when it came down to filming the scenes, everyone was like, holy shit, he's so good at fucking scaring the crap out of people. Oh yeah, he's good. He's good too. I look forward to seeing him in more stuff. Hey, is there any way we could take like a like a ten minute break? Another poop break? Uh sorta, yeah. My brother's here. I'm just gonna stick my head out.
Oh, okay. Yeah. For ten minutes. Yeah, sure. We'll take a little break. Real. I'll see if I can find something to eat. I'll be good. Oh, good idea. Okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, fuck. All right, let's get going on this so we can all get back to our Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> all right, so uh, we left off. Shane was talking about his choice for best sequel. Uh, Mike, did you have a best or worst sequel you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, the only sequel I saw this year was also the worst sequel I've seen this year, and that was it. <laughs> okay. And that was it, Chapter 2. Uh, I have, I know you watched another sequel. Did I? Three from Hell. I didn't watch that. Oh, I thought you did. I was going to, but I, I, for some reason I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Mike lied. Excuse me? I don't know. I don't know if he even said you watched it. I don't. Somebody check his list real quick. I'm sure he didn't check (laughs) into IMDb. I might, I might have. (laughs) And then I just probably like fell asleep or something. Uh... Okay, so you you did not like uh, it, Chapter Two. No, it was boring. Uh, yeah, it's a long movie. It's, why does he, why does every goddamn movie need to be three hours now? It needs to be three hours. Everything needs to be explained. And then I think we went over this before, but that, like at the end, was just like some CGI giant unscary clown. I'm like, when is this ending? And as soon as they did like the first routine where some guy goes and gets his uh uh thing item <laughs> item it's like wow we have to sit through like three more of these don't we and each one was like super it felt super long and i was like kill me and then the you know at first i was all for that trailer where i had that ex- that scene and i was like oh this looks really good you know this looks scary of uh uh jessica chastain i think that's her name that's it yeah yeah sounds about right and uh, she, she's like sitting in there and the, the old woman and everything. I'm like, that's really effective. It's really cool. A lot of people were complaining about it. But I was like, oh, that's really that got that what made me want to watch the movie. So I was like, people cool. Were complaining about that? What? <clears throat> because it's uh, it's kind of a cheap trailer. You know, you kind of just show a scene from a movie. Mm. It kind of spoils yeah. it a lot, too. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It just everything felt long and it felt not. I know I felt like the first one was better, but this one I did not like. I gave that like a five out of ten. Mm. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was all right. I liked it chapter two uh, better than the second half of the TV version, um, but uh, I didn't think it was as good as it chapter one. See, I liked I, I, I liked the intro to it chapter two. It was great. I was like, man, this, you know, this is going to be awesome. But then it just, it really dipped for me. And yeah, I, the, the original, I'm not even a fan of the original it too much. Like the miniseries. I, I like the kids section, but the adults are terrible. It's the adults are terrible. And, uh, yeah. So I, I like, uh, there's certain things about the new it's, I appreciate more than the original, but overall I probably prefer the original miniseries, Tim Curry, but I like, uh, the, the scar scar. I'm not going to pretend to know who Scar-scar. I like the scar. Yeah, I like the Scarscar who uh, plays Pennywise. But Are you it's... calling him Scarscar? Because that's what it sounds like. That's his, isn't his name Scarscar? His last yeah. name? I know, but you sound like you're saying Scarscar. <laughs> I'm just saying whatever. I'm not Swedish. Yeah, um, Scarscar. <laughs> I'm not Swedish. You know, Scar-scar. Dave Bow Bow. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's decent, but I don't get the. 
the uh, hype of it. The, the appeal. And like a lot of people, they're like, well, you know, the book was just like that and everything. Well, it's like, okay, well, then I'll probably think the book's boring, too. <laughs> you know, just because it's the, the book is like it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. How about you, Val? Did you, you think of the same thing on it? I wasn't that big of a fan, but I also wasn't a big fan of the first one either. It's just like mm-hmm. the CGI is just really distracting. There were some parts that I liked. Like, I, I liked the, uh, I liked the fact that he was, you know, still luring people in that weren't like the original, what, five or six kids. Yeah. Like, I, I like the fact that, like, the, the under the bleachers thing with that little girl and stuff, it's just like, Not it's unsettling, but it's like a big, like, this is why you shouldn't leave your fucking kids unattended kind of thing. Because their clown's going to eat them. I, I really like that scene. I thought that was really effective and, like, creepy, how Pennywise, like, pops his head out and he's got that schmagoggle eye. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but there, I just don't feel like there was enough of that. Oh, yeah. And it's like every time that it was like, okay, I feel like we're getting somewhere. It was like massive CGI. And it's just like, it, I feel like practical effects are so much more effective because it's like, they're not so distracting. Like if it's done well. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could have CGI and, and use it in, but you should use it sparingly for like when you can't use practical effects. That and, like, I mean, everyone's seen Lord of the Rings. You know, there's CGI in there, at least, the you know. Sure. But, you know, the, there was so much, like, inventive camera work. The directing was phenomenal. And this one, it's just, like, I feel like they add a lot of CGI when they didn't need to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be, like, one of those people that just complains about CGI. I don't think it took away from the movie, but I just felt I like it was... I think it seemed like I'm one of those people. No, I'm not saying you are at all. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that will, like complain up the ass about cgi and i know you're not like that but uh it's just i i don't like when they add unnecessary cgi and i feel like that's what they did with this a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any other sequels anyone saw mm, i don't think so yeah there was a lot happy... of remakes this year yeah the remakes i got a big list Did anyone see happy death day too yeah yes. no we've been meaning yeah. to see that but we haven't yeah, it was. It was. Shane, you you saw part two? I bought it. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, was it I, as good as the first one? Um, personally speaking, I thought it was really funny. I did actually find it really, really funny, and it was also kind of poignant as well. Um, there were certain aspects of the film that uh, that kind of got to me at the top at the time as well, but um. Yeah, I really enjoyed the film. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I did find it really funny because some of the scenes in it were just, were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, it was uh, it starts off with a completely different guy, and then the girl from the first movie because it's all the it's all the original cast from the first movie. Mm. So, like the girl, she gets dragged into the time loop again. And she's really pissed off about it. And it's actually really fucking funny. Hmm. So it is worth a laugh. A lot of people said they watched it, but they didn't find it as as good as the first movie. Personally, I thought it was on a par. Um, You know, that was just me. Because I really enjoyed Happy Death Day. 
I did actually find it really, really funny. And this one, it's definitely got a lot more comedy factor to it. Mm-hmm. I think it adds to the story, but it's also quite serious as well. And there's like a few twists in it that you don't expect, which is I think yeah. great. And because they're um, they're doing the third movie as well, they've they have started doing working on the third movie, which is going to be awesome. Hmm. Cool. So I did watch Three from Hell. Oh. Um, and I will say that this movie is like. Let's say you had a popular big like Hollywood movie back in the day, and then the sequel would be like a direct-to-video type thing. That's what this is like. Like it's like, oh, this you know, part two, uh, Devil's Rejects was so good, and then this is like, oh, this is a direct-to-video sequel. It's got some of the people from the other ones. Don't worry too much about it. Yeah, we know it's not as good, but we're putting it out anyway. The movie just it didn't hit all the right spots. There are parts I loved about it. Like, um, Richard Brake is the third, uh, you know, is, is the, the, in the three from hell, he's the third one and, uh, he's really good in it. He's a great character, um, that they put him in, uh, Sid Haig is obviously barely in it, you know, cause he was really sick while they were filming and everything. So, and Clint Howard is in it. He shows what? up in a hilarious scene. <laughs> And I love Clint Howard. Like, he pops, he comes through the door, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Clint <laughs> Howard. <laughs> I was so excited. Uh, but Sherry Moon Zombie, Mike, you know I'm not one to shit on her, because I think she gets a, a bad rap from people like Mike. Correct. <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs> she is terrible in this, man. Oh, wait a second. I, uh, I'm super surprised. Yes. <laughs> like, really annoying. And... and I even don't mind her performances and stuff like uh, Halloween, you know, the Halloween remake. And and I just could not take her in this. I'm like, oh, my God, get her out of here. But Bill Mosley, A+. Maybe some of the best Otis Driftwood we've seen. He's he so good. Fucking, he is fucking phenomenal in this. Yeah, I, I watched uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects again to get myself in the mood for Three from Hell. And I just never watched Three from Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not the worst. There's much worse movies out there, but it's, I don't know. What's the point? Like, it it was so much better if it just ended after Devil's Rejects. Well, I heard from a lot of people, like, it was, like, completely mixed criticism that a lot of people liked it, and a lot of people were not a fan of it. Because I know a handful of people on my Instagram really liked it. (laughs) Uh, I'm still not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of middle of the road on it. I mean, if you don't like Rob Zombie movies, this one is very Rob Zombie. It's his characters, you know. It's his, it's his thing. So, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't that great. Uh, oh, another one I thought of: uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That came out this year, right? Yeah. Uh, that was oh, yeah, but I, yeah, I did. Obviously, I've seen that too. But yeah, I, we saw it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't write it down because I didn't think it was horror. Yeah, it's not really a horror movie. I just thought of it. I'm like, wait a second. I know I saw something like this. I like the fighting but... scenes in that, but the rest of the movie was garbage. I think Terrible we both characters. fell asleep. We did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the fighting was amazing. Like, the battles were great. But, yeah. Her, okay, I'm sorry. Right. When Eleven's dodging laser beams. Like, oh, from, my God. It's Millie Bobby Brown. 
when Eleven is no, dodging 11. Uh, laser beams, when Millie, <laughs> I don't know, like she should have been vaporized immediately. They didn't even like that girl acts so well, and they barely utilized her acting skills. It was just like a typical teenager BS. Yeah, and that kind of bothered me because you get her that girl knows how to act and they were just like yeah just complain about your parents okay <laughs> but i will say that i probably will watch the next one. Oh, absolutely i don't know why like they're so like when the action starts they're it's super entertaining and it's like okay the humans again oh, okay now you know it's but the characters are garbage Terrible. Remember that one guy says, "Did you say gonorrhea?" Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, and I, think I like that's it. around the time that I was like, "Well, I don't need to be. <laughs> I don't need to pay attention anymore." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out. And I like him. He's in like Billy Madison. He's in Cabin in the Woods. He's in uh, yeah. Get Out. He's in a lot of great movies, but he just he sucks in it. The script is terrible. And I love terrible. Michael Doherty. He loves you too. I met him. He's a nice man. Yes. All right, let's let's do one more category, the remakes, before we go to the the best of the year. Um, best or worst remakes? Um, Shane, yeah. you got any off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, remakes? Oh. So we had Pet Cemetery, uh, Child's Play. Black. Um, what's that? Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Yeah. Uh, rabbit. Well, I guess you could you could count the Doom Annihilation. I don't think you saw that one though. You can count Rabbit, which I will get into. Rabbit. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> what do you think, Shane? Best worst? What do you got? Worst would be Pet Cemetery. Second worst would be Child's Play. Um. Oh, what else was there? What else did I fucking see? What about Jacob's oh. Ladder? I didn't even know that that was a thing. I yeah, somebody, some, somebody else mentioned that to me earlier. Um, I said they watched the Jacob's Ladder remake and they thought it was the worst. How can you remake Jacob's Ladder? You can't. That made me really upset, mostly for the fact that if it was not for Jacob's Ladder... Silent Hill wouldn't be a thing because the people that did Silent Hill, they took a lot of elements from Jacob's Ladder. So that struck a chord with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> being the nerd that I am. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you should you should be glad that you got another Jacob's Ladder because you're never getting another Silent Hill game. Well, that was rude. thanks, Konami. You're lucky wow. that my mouth is full of clutch, girl. I'd be really mad. <laughs> Full of what? <laughs> Kalachki. Yeah. What's Kalachki? Delicious. That's Mike. It. He's Polish. He knows. Oh, are you eating my mom's Kalachkis? Yeah, she she gave me a whole bunch yesterday. So Kalachki is like a baked uh, pastry with like fruit incorporated in the middle of it. Oh. That's all I got. Nice. Oh, we also forgot. Did anyone see Doctor Sleep? No, no, I did not. That was a sequel. Okay, yeah, that was no. Um, well, one other remake that we did see, at least I saw. I don't know if I don't remember if you guys watched it. Was the Amityville Murders, which is a remake of Amityville Two. Yeah, we watched it this year. Yeah, 
No, I didn't see that. Yeah, you That one was all right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It wasn't well, terrible. It didn't have nearly as enough incest. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because you made a big thing about that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I go for in a remake. I want it. I want the incest back. <laughs> yeah, lean, lean heavy into it. What fucking episode was that? Because Mike really, really I don't know. for it on that. Well, it was the one we talked about all the Amityvilles because you watched like all of them, but you didn't watch this one. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> the one we were doing the episode for. Oh yeah, because we got given the screener, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, remakes. I uh, let's see here. Pet Cemetery. Cemetery was all right. I didn't really like it. Exact same thing on Child's Play. I didn't really like that either. I fucking uh, Pet Cemetery remake. Fuck. I don't know if there's anything good. What the hell? The Amityville one was the best remake of the year. <laughs> oh, speaking of Pet Cemetery, R.I.P. because one of the cats died. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. One of the churches? I can't remember no. which one, but yeah, one of the churches ended up passing away after the movie came out. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Um, he was good. He was the best part of the movie. Church was, in fact, the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah, that cat was beautiful. I love oh, it. What I didn't like. The main, I, I watched Pet Cemetery last this week or last week, whatever it was, and the main guy, Mike. I don't know if you'll recognize this, but I got so distracted because I started thinking that the main character looked like the main guy from Time Chasers, the Mystery Science Theater episode. Let me. Like, I have I, to Google that. I haven't seen Time Chasers I, in forever. <laughs> like his chin <laughs> and his face. I couldn't get it out of my head, and I was just giggling the entire time I'm watching the movie. God, that movie's hysterical. Oh, my God, I totally see it. <laughs> I totally see it. <laughs> see, what I really hated about the Pet Cemetery remake was the fact they took all the best bits of the book and they just threw them all the way and just came up with their own shit. And I fucking hated that. I didn't like the fact they changed up some of the characters, um, like Pasco. Yeah, yeah. They turned him into a young guy, young black guy, and you know, and it was just, yeah. It's, I got all the whole like, um, like, oh shit, how can I say it? Um, I got all the like gender t- gender changes and all of that kind of stuff in the film. I mean, changing over the changing over the daughter for the son and all of that. I got all of that. But I was just like, there was something about being, something about the little boy being undead instead of the girl. Well, I feel like <laughs> with the girl being undead and her coming back, it was like, it, like you said, it wasn't as effective. Like yeah. the little, the little kid uh, coming back, uh, Gage, he, he, um, I'm waiting for Shane to be done with plastic, <laughs> but um, like he's effective because he's like a little like innocent little guy, and yeah. you know he can barely talk and everything. And then the girl comes back, and she's like manipulative, and she has like way too much dialogue. I felt like it ruined the atmosphere completely. Yeah, yeah. how was that like six year old girl strong enough to tackle her father under the ground? Yeah, it's and, like beat the shit out of him. I think she's possessed by the spirit of the Wendigo, so. That was another thing. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, 
And the one, the one thing I really hated about it was the fucking god awful remake, the god awful cover version they did of the song by the Ramones. Oh, at the end. Oh, I, I'm a, I fucking love the Ramones. I love their version of Pet Cemetery, and the version that they did for this, it just pissed over it. It just fucking, it was dreadful. It was so awful. And the thing is, I watched Pet Cemetery twice. Because I watched it the first time, and I thought, no, I was really unsure about it. And then I had my buddy Sam come round. And me and Sam, we saw the original Pet Cemetery 30 years ago when it came out in the cinemas. And I said to him, I said, I want you to come and watch it with me because I want the validation. Because we both loved the original. We both loved the book. And I said, I want you to watch it with me so then we can have a discussion about it and affirm whether I hate it as much as you. And we were both in agreement. And it was probably the worst film I fucking saw this year. Other than Bernard. It definitely was not good. No. Yeah. No, I I like uh, Pet Cemetery was... I gave it a six because I thought it was like okay. Um, as for remakes, though, Child's Play is down there as well for me. I thought the child, I ranted about this on another episode, but I feel like the Child's Play remake was very lackluster. They could have yeah. did a lot better with it. Well, Al- yeah. Although, that Mark Hamill was the saving grace of that. Right. Yeah. And like, although that Child's Play. Isn't some like, I don't know, I'm not a huge immaculate fan of Chucky and everything, but I felt like they could have did a lot more with it. The ending of Child's Play, the remake, was great with all the, there's like a whole bunch of Chucky's running around, like killing people. And I was like, this is great. And the song Mark Hamill uh, sings at the end credits, that's amazing. But the movie (laughs) sucks. It's like another one of those movies where the characters are terrible. (coughs) Sorry, the characters are terrible. Um, and Chucky was just misunderstood. Yeah, Chucky was the most likable character. He wasn't character. even bad. He was the most likable character. An asshole because he was surrounded by assholes, and then he thought yeah. it was okay to be an asshole. He exactly. was pure. And he was just trying to protect his, you know, his, his like, homeboy. yeah, his homeboy. <laughs> so then, um, I also watched Rabbit. Oh wait, and... oh, boy. I need to say something about oh. Child's Boy. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What bothers me about Child's Play is it's called Child's Play, yet the kid's, like, almost a teenager, if not already a teenager. It's like the original, the kid was, like, what, five, maybe? And this kid's, like, 13. It's like, why does he need a doll anyway? That was weird to me. There is a mother, obviously a very young mother, because Aubrey Plaza doesn't look like she can have a kid that's that old. No, and you bring up a good point because they even mentioned that in the movie. They're like, oh, you know, you're pretty young to have a kid. And she's like, well, yeah, she's like, I, I got pregnant at 16 or whatever. And then even the kid was like, I don't want a doll. So it's like instead of, you know, adding those BS dialogue points, why don't you just have an older mom and a younger kid and you don't have to <laughs> add that? You know, it's like, oh, just make a better movie. Yeah, it's that like too. Take it. It's taking a piss out of itself, and it's—I I don't find it funny. I was like, "Yeah, you're right. That's a plot hole that they knew about before the movie even released, and they added it into the script. So why?" Yeah. Stupid. So um, yeah, I'm just trying to like—I know we've been doing this forever, so I'm just trying to like 
hop along here. Um, I also watched Rabbit, um, which was better than I expected. But Uh-oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little rant here because oh boy. <laughs> because someone decided to rain on my parade. <laughs> so I so Scream Factory apparently is releasing the Rabbit remake on Blu-ray. I don't know why I said it that way. But... <laughs> Blu-ray. So they, they're deciding to uh, uh, <laughs> release it. All right, so that's cool. So I, I, I simply, simply stated an opinion about Rabbit. I go, I watched this recently and was expecting it to be complete trash. However, it had decent practical effects and the lead actress was good. The rest of the characters and writing is really bad. And I still feel that way. So I mentioned that the characters are crap besides the main character. And I still stick by that because the writing was garbage. It was done by the Saska sisters. I feel like they're super overrated. I feel like Rabbit should not have been made or remade rather because the original Cronenberg movies got a lot of problems but I really enjoy it so on that Facebook post that I since deleted so no one can really look it up um, I deleted it because it was going nowhere and you'll understand why so one of the actors from the movie and I'm his name is Mackenzie Gray he plays like some German fashion uh, uh, mogul he decides to respond to me, which I feel so honored for. But is he, is he a member of the group then? Uh, no, this was on Scream Factory's Facebook. Oh. And uh, so he responds back going, oh, really? So you thought that I was a really bad actor or that any of the multi award winning actors in the film were really bad and the script approved by Cronenberg was really bad? Well, you would make you. Well, that would make you a lone hater because reviews and audience reaction all over Europe and at festivals in the USA have thought very differently. They do agree with you that Laura Vandervoort is excellent because she is. But your dismissive put down would be a complete anomaly anywhere but your basement where you probably wrote this comment. Sad that you didn't like it. So him and me got into like an Internet argument over like a three day period and I was trying to like defend myself. I'm like, listen, I didn't say the acting was bad at all. I said the characters were bad. And he's like blatantly arguing with me saying I'm wrong. And then in one moment he's saying that, you know, he respects people's opinions, but I was still wrong. <laughs> and it was just I respect your opinion, yeah. but you're wrong. So <laughs> I'm just I'm the only reason why I'm saying this is because Initially, I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I went too far. But then I was thinking about it. it's like, no, I, you know, I'm allowed to give opinions. And he's one of those people that, you know, if you don't if you've never made a piece of media like music or movies, you're not allowed to critique it. And I feel like that's BS because I watch a lot of movies. I listen to a lot of music. I feel like I can give an opinion, whether good or bad, about something. So I hate when people use that as a put down because if the, by that logic, I'm not allowed to like the Irishman because I've never made a movie before. How do I know if it's good or not? You know what I mean? So <laughs> I feel like that argument goes nowhere. And the only reason why I'm saying all this is because, you know, I, I did like Rabbit. I, I thought it was a decent remake. It had really good effects. But the, the characters and story were just garbage. And, and when I say garbage, I don't mean that it was... 
like I don't I'm not going to say the Sasuke sisters don't have talent or passion for what they do, but the changes they made were garbage. And I'm not I'm not trying to like downplay their talent, but I'm just saying like their changes are just crap. And I don't know. I after having a fight with this guy who is just trying to like defend it at all times, it that that ruined the movie for me even further. So it's like even because I think one of the Sasuke sisters commented on another post and she, you know, she didn't comment on it. If you've got to defend your movie so hard against one random apparent basement basement dweller, then I got to tell you, your performance is probably not that good and you're insecure about it. So I would say if you like the original Rabid, this one has no uh, lasting appeal like that one did. So I, I would kind of recommend it, but the story goes a little out there and it's it's not as bad as I thought. But unfortunately, it's probably one of the better remakes I have seen this year. Huh. So will you be getting the Scream Factory release? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but like I said, it's got good effects. Like <clears throat> after the accident that she has in the beginning, which is just like the original, like half of her face is torn off. And yes. it's it's not CGI. It, like they actually the the makeup looks really good. Did I was, it look like my face? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but yeah, it looks really good. the The effects are great, and it just sucks that you know it kind of got. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It kind of got uh, ruined by a lot of other aspects because it did have a lot of potential. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, you know what? I saw a article about that movie in Fangoria, and they had like a bunch of pictures of the practical effects being used, and they looked phenomenal. So, I'm not surprised to hear you say that the effects were good. Yep. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of Sasuke Sisters. I feel like they're very overrated. Hmm. All right, cool. So, what do we got here? We want to go right to the uh, best of the year. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do best. And then um, I'll... And then whatever else you want to bring up. Yeah. Sound good? Yep. Yeah. All right, Shane, let's hear it. What do you got for the best 2019 horror film? Oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, right, this is going to be completely oddball. I'm going to say Brightburn. Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't check that out yet. Yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those creeper films that everyone was talking about, it and it was loved or hated. And I loved it. I loved the story. I loved everything about it. I just thought it was fucking dark. It was creepy, and had great elements to it. And I was just really, really surprised by it. Plus, it had Elizabeth Banks in it. Yes, that's true. And yeah, I love Brightburn too. That was great. That was one of my best ones this year. Yeah. Um I think uh what I loved about it, it well, I mean, like I said, it was dark, it was creepy, it was the atmosphere of it. It was fucking sinister as well. And I love the whole business with the kid, you know, <clears throat> when he gets to the it gets to a certain age and his powers then kick in. And it was like, to begin with, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious when he's trying to start up the lawnmower. 
And then he sent it fucking <laughs> flying, and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and all of that kind of shit. I just thought it was really, really fucking well done. Yeah, and it took a really sharp right turn, too. Yeah. I didn't know you saw Brightburn Vale. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, cool. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want you to start any arguments with the people that wrote it, so. I would never start an argument with Elizabeth Banks, because I'm pretty sure she had something to do with making that movie. Yeah, and I think she'd probably smack you upside the head as well. That's fine. I love that they they even made that movie. Like, you gotta have some big fucking balls to be like, oh, we're gonna make a Superman movie. And I like that <laughs> they open ch- it up for, like, a sequel, basically. Oh, that'd be great. I would love to see more of those. In fact, I'm more interested in a Brightburn sequel than I am more DC movies. Yeah. So, awesome. That's a good pick, Shane. I like it. Mm. Yeah. I... How about you, Val? What was your favorite of the year? Um, From what I saw of The Lighthouse, I really liked. But What do you mean, from what I saw? So, unbeknownst to me, while I was watching The Lighthouse, my blood pressure was through the roof. So, I was, like, in and out of consciousness during the movie, and I was like, maybe oh I'm just God. really tired. And I went to the doctor the next day, and my blood pressure was, like, 207 over 150-something. Holy shit. So, I was like, oh, that explains why I feel like crap. But, like, from what I saw, I liked it. Because it, it was just neat. I like, I love black and white movies, because they're just so... Like, when they do, like, newer movies, it just feels vintage, and it's nice, and it's, like, you know, makes you feel comfortable, because it's, like, old school. And it's, like, I like the the fact that, like, throughout the movie, as the movie goes along, it's, like, it's just these two guys in one lighthouse, and it's just, like, their insanity just kind of starts to peak. And then it's, it's, I, I just, I really liked from what I saw. But if I was talking about a movie that I actually was awake through, I really liked Midsummer. Because mm-hmm. um, I suffer from like really bad anxiety, and I like the way that they made the main character have like the mentality issues and stuff. Because she had really bad anxiety and all this stuff, and it was like they did that so well. And even Mike agreed with it too. Wherever he is. No, I'm here. I was just waiting. No, I was gone. listening to you. Oh. And it's like, I liked that. I liked the the visual effects of it were really interesting and trippy. But I like those weird movies. Sweet. Did you- How about you, Mike? I, uh, I mean, I think we talked about it last time. But Lighthouse, for sure. Um... I, I always considered The Witch like a perfect movie. And like I said last time, people are going to laugh or whatever because, you know, it's A24 and it suffers from A24 syndrome where everyone's like, oh, it wasn't scary. I laughed during it. I was like, well, cool. I don't really. That's that's. Oh, listen, I laughed during the lighthouse, but yeah, I believe that was very much intentional. If you feel challenged by a horror movie that you feel need to gloat that how it wasn't scary. I got to tell you, no movies nowadays are scary to me. Um, I, so I would say lighthouse for sure, because it was up to that same par as witch, 
but like a little there were some things i didn't get initially so that like kind of skewers my viewing of it but i would like give lighthouse like a super high nine out of ten um the acting was phenomenal the dialogue was great there was like little instances of uh i I don't know what you would call it but they were like tricking the audience like for example like i said last time where um willem dafoe was chasing robert pattinson with an axe and robert pattinson runs inside or is it the other way around no it was robert it was robert pattinson running away from willem dafoe and then willem dafoe hits the axe on the table and then he's telling robert pattinson he's like you're nuts he's like you just chased me with an axe but that's not what we saw and it just kind of gives you it throws you through a loop and it's it's really neat the the writing is just amazing and reading up on all the myths and everything that it was based off of was really fun afterwards. So yeah, I would I would definitely say Lighthouse and um I I, I liked Midsummer a lot, as Val said, but I think it suffered from a lot of pacing issues. Yeah, was, I can agree. It was very slow. It did not need to be like two hours plus. But I love the visuals. <coughs> Excuse me. The the rock scene of the guy falling off is amazing. That was badass. It was super good. So yeah, I I, I really liked Lighthouse. It's, it, this is like an A twenty four year for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I will uh, third that opinion. <laughs> Lighthouse is the fucking is the best uh, by far in my opinion. It blew everything else out of the water that I saw. Uh, not just in terms of horror movie, but in movies as well. That was. Definitely the best movie I saw this year. It was fucking fantastic. So, um, and pretty much for everything that you said, the acting, the dialogue, all that stuff is great. And, you know, all the artsy things with the black and white and the weird aspect ratio, that's all great. Um, Just a fantastic fucking movie. I think I actually like it, I think, maybe better than The Witch. Um, But it's close. They're they're right up there. Like this is a movie that you watch and you think about for like weeks. Oh yeah, I'm still it's still going through my head. I can't wait to buy it when it comes out in January. Yeah, that's gonna be great. I could uh, Midsummer. Robert Pattinson could act. Okay, that was gonna be my next point. So he's gonna be Batman after I saw the lighthouse. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, this guy's Batman. Let's bring him on. <laughs> I, I was can't wait to see the the first Twilight because my friend worked at the movie theater at the time. And uh, she's like, come on, let's go see it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. We got to do the uh, employee screening the day before. And I sat through it and I was like, God, I hate myself for having to sit through this. Why would I ever agree to this? This movie's (laughs) terrible. The acting's terrible. The dialogue is awful. And I hate all the characters and I hate all the people that play them. And then when I I hate everyone in the theater, I was like, he sucked. Like, he wasn't a good actor. And then I, I watched this, and I was like, okay. And then I looked into him more, and he hated Twilight. He was like, it was shit. <laughs> All of, like, his uh, interviews, he just completely trashes it. And I'm like, well, all right. You know, like, that makes me feel better. That makes me like you more, because you know you fucked up, and you had shitty movies. I read something on Reddit today. It said, today I learned actor Robert Pattinson dealt with an obsessed fan who had been camping outside his apartment by taking her out on a dinner date. He said, I just complained about everything in my life and she never came back. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, but I totally agree with Val. Like when I was watching The Lighthouse with her, I'm like, he can. He was like going up against Willem Dafoe, who was phenomenal in this. 
And like he was like he was up there right with them with acting acting ability, man. It was it was it was really cool to see. So yeah, I'm definitely on board with him being Batman. I mean, I, I believe it. And let's not forget uh, Robert Pattinson's first acting role was as Cedric Cedric Diggory in oh, yeah. the Goblet of Fire. I don't know what any of those words were. Yeah, me either. He was in Harry Potter. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that was his first acting role. Awesome. <laughs> he actually, there's another movie of his that I wanted to check out. Some people recommended it's called High Life, and it's like, unfortunately, it has nothing to do with the champagne of beers. Oh, but it, but it does have to do with him being like stranded in space. And I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. I watched him stranded on a rock for like two hours. I could watch him stranded in space. <laughs> So, yeah, that was really good. But, yeah, let's uh, some other movies if you guys wanted to bring them up. You guys both mentioned mi- uh, Midsummer. Right. I really liked Midsummer. Uh, like you said, the, it's gorgeous. Absolutely one of the most beautiful movies of the year. Um, I um, There's also In the Tall Grass, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on Netflix. I actually liked that more than I thought I would. Uh, I had a really cool premise. I never read the book or anything, but it was, inter- it was super interesting. It kept me interested throughout the whole movie. Uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. I really liked. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of shit on it because it was PG thirteen. It was more uh, geared towards kids, especially like people like our age. You know, it kind of grew up with uh, uh, that book. Um, yeah, but yeah, I liked that a lot. Uh, Us was good, not Jordan Peele's best, but I I liked it. It had some problems near the end. Um, the hole in the ground, I really liked, uh, it was kind of goofy Had some iffy CGI, but that was up there as like a really good, solid eight twenty four movie as well. Um, I already talked about Pet Cemetery rabbit. Eli was okay. Did you guys see Eli? No, no, that, that's a Netflix, right? Right. And I, I liked it, but I really appreciated the twist in it. And I thought that was really fun, but I feel like the build up to it. And then the execution, I was like, all right, the ending was okay. Um, my bottom three is Velvet Buzzsaw, which is straight to Netflix. It was from the same guy who did Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jake uh, G- Gyllenhaal's in this as well. But this movie kind of sucked. Uh, nothing happens. And I, Val watched it with me. It had like a really goofy ending. It wasn't really, um, what's the word? rewarding in any way it was kind of like whatever uh rattlesnake was all right that's another netflix movie about a woman who gets stranded on the road with her daughter and her daughter ends up getting a snake bite so she takes her to a nearby nearby house and it she unwillingly uh sells uh her daughter's soul to the devil to get her to get better so it was a really interesting premise but it felt a little long in parts as well um, but yeah, other than that, also my bottom was Black Christmas. But yeah, those are the 2019 movies I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see any ones I wanted to mention. I mentioned Doom, Annihilation. I talked about that in the podcast already. It sucked. Uh, but it was probably just as bad as the original Doom movie. Uh, Velocipastor <laughs> is ridiculous, of course. And it's definitely so bad, it's good. Uh, it's it's a fun watch. If anyone wants a really, really, really dumb movie, uh, that's that's one to watch. Uh, I saw Scary Stories. 
I thought it was paced terribly. Nothing happens in the first, like, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, D- do something scary. Like, um, again, it's another movie that shouldn't be as long as it is. Like, li- 90 minutes, guys. Come on, you're fucking killing me here with this. Um, I also didn't like at the end that it was a setup for a sequel. I'm like, come on. What the fuck? What are we doing? <laughs> Just, I mean, I don't know. It didn't make sense. Um, uh, Crawl. I saw that. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, that's the one about the alligators. And then there's like a woman stuck in a hurricane with her father in a house. And, uh, her father's stuck in the basement and they're being attacked by alligators. Holy shit, man, that was intense and suspenseful. Like, the whole time, they're wading in this, like, chest-high water, and there's fucking alligators everywhere, and they're trying to run from them and escape them, and they can't get out of this basement, and they can't get out of the house. People are trying to rescue other people, and there's, like, people looting. It's fucking great. Um, And it just is an absolute, you know, slam the gavel down. Florida is the worst place in the world. Never move there, never live there. Uh, but that's a an Alexandra Aja movie. Yeah, and it was produced Wait. by Rami, I believe. Yeah, yep. And the last, you know, I love Aja. I think the last one he made that I saw was Horns with Harry Potter. Yeah, in it was chain. good. Yeah, I love that movie. And uh, yeah, this one is great. I definitely recommend this one. Um, one of the better ones. But it's it's not as like deep as other films. It's like yeah, it's a girl running from alligators. Like that's the whole movie. But the effects are great and it's like it's terrifying in some parts, you know. Um and I think we touched on pretty much everything else that I watched. What about you guys? You guys got any other ones you wanted to mention that you watched? Um I did do an Instagram post and uh Johnny Barrisett said some of the good ones I liked were Crawl, Just Mindless Fun. The Furies, cool take on a slasher, which I've never heard of before. Hmm. Uh, Midsummer wasn't bad, wasn't great, it was just fucked. Uh, Sweetheart, Eli, surprised me. Three from Hell, nice seeing those characters again, even if the movie was meh. Haunt, just a cool movie all around. And then he says, worst movie was Clinton Road. <laughs> Seriously, fuck this movie. Only movie I can think of that made me mad. Fuck everyone involved in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I never even heard of that. Me either. Val, how about you, Shane? Any other ones you wanted to bring up? The only one of um, no, nothing that I want to bring up personally. But when it comes down to um, movies and stuff, I think there was uh, one my a friend of mine, Keith Wilkinson. Um, he said the only horror that he watched released in 2019 was It Chapter Two, and he says that would qualify as best and worst, as it had some good moments but was too comedic. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was all he said. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything else. How about you, Val? Anything we haven't mentioned? No. Basically, everything that Mike mentioned is stuff that I pretty much have watched. <laughs> Besides Brightburn. He... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one that I uh, there's actually a couple movies I did want to see that I I didn't get a chance to. Uh, Ready or Not, I saw a trailer for this one. It looks fucking great. It's a hide-and-seek movie, and it just looks super, super interesting. And obviously, they're trying to kill the the girl playing hide-and-seek. So, I don't know. It looks really cool. I wanted to see that, and I heard a bunch of good things about it. Um, 
let's see, Mike, you mentioned Hole in the Ground. I did want to watch that. I didn't get a chance to get to it. And uh, One Cut of the Dead is supposedly amazing. Hmm. Uh, and I, I think that's a Japanese dead. movie or Korean, maybe. Yeah, One Cut of the Dead. It's about people filming a zombie movie. Oh, yeah. And then a zombie a zombie outbreak happens. Yeah, uh, Jay mentioned that in Red Letter Media, right? <laughs> yeah, somebody else posted it somewhere. I think it was actually on Reddit um, that I was looking at. Um, and then this other, there's a, lot, a movie making Oscar buzz called Parasite, but I can't find that anywhere. Like, I don't know if it's out in the U.S. yet. Yeah, a, um, a girl I work with said she's seen that movie like four or five times in the theater. Parasite? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I heard it's good. Go see it, but it wasn't in theaters anymore. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was getting very uh, select showings. As they do. So yeah, that that just about wraps it up. I think. What do you guys think? For yeah. movies, yeah. Um, yeah. I got one. So before we move on to video games and whatever, I did want to just breeze through some 2020 horror movies coming out. Oh, okay. And, and just get some initial thoughts. <clears throat> so we've got another Grudge soft remake. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for this, but it looks like another Grudge movie. I didn't. I was not a huge fan of the original Grudge. Uh, the original Juwan is okay, but I'm not even. I'm not a huge Grudge fan. <laughs> not yeah. either. But I'm interested to see where, you know, how it goes. Yeah. Guess who knows? It could be decent. Yeah. Yep. We've got Quiet Place 2. I, I saw the teaser for that earlier today. I'm a little bit excited about that one. So that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it's better than the first one. I didn't really care for the first one. <laughs> uh, we got Halloween Kills. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're excited, Mike. You can't nah, it's, it's pl- It should be saying uh, Plot Hole Kills. Ooh, because, oh, uh, yeah, see how creative I was just there? That was very, very good. Thanks, man. Uh, Conjuring 3 is coming out next year. Oh, man. My most hyped of the year. Um, well, so the thing on those is, uh, I believe Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2 are great, and but all the spinoffs are kind of shitty. I, I, so, like, maybe 3 will be good? I didn't I liked... like the Conjuring 2. Yeah, neither did I. I liked the first one. Like, I yeah. liked the first one. The second one, like... The the ending was way too overdramatic. As soon as he, oh, this is, he's this like talking to her through the wall, he's like, "Just just remember, I love you." I'm like, "Shut up, go get yeah, killed by like a ghost, a big, please." Like, romance movie. I'm like, I didn't. I'm not watching this for romance. Let's let's kill some people. Let's and get I love some spooks going. Yeah, let's get some spooks going. And I love Patrick Wilson and that scene where he's. Uh, uh, it's been a while I since I watched it. I where he was playing the Elvis music. Oh, that was great. He got a real hard on for that. He was like, I did. That's day. But like the scene where he's like talking to the spirit and the spirit sitting in the chair. That was awesome. Great scene. Yeah. With all the, the old, the old spirit. Yeah. Guy. It was awesome. About. Yeah. That was good. Yep, so we got part three coming out. Uh, this one I cannot believe is happening, and I refuse to believe it till I see actual proof. But they're making The Boy 2. What? I, I never oh. saw The Boy 1. The Boy 1 is where there's a boy living in the walls. Oh, spoilers for The Boy 1. I was going to say that was a spoiler. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, fuck that movie. It sucks. 
Even my sister didn't like it, and I think at the time she was like 15. And she was like, yeah, eh. I, and I was like, yeah, I feel you. can't believe they're making a sequel to it. It sounds impossible. Because <laughs> it was so bad. I, uh, I thought you actually said The Void. Oh, no, that would be... I would like to see a sequel to that. I don't want to see a sequel to The Boy. Uh, they're making uh, Underwater, which I've seen trailers for. That looks really good. Yeah. It's the other half of Twilight. What's her face? <laughs> Kristen Stewart? The other yes. half of Twilight. <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like Alien, but just in the water. No, there was... Um, what the hell is the name of it? So on, on the last season of Mystery Science Theater, Mike, they had a joke about one of the movies they were watching. Um, what the hell was it called? It was called like Alien from the Deep or something, I think. And they're like, oh, so this is like a ripoff of Alien. And um, Patton Oswalt is like, actually, it's a ripoff of Deep Star 6. Deep Star 6 is a ripoff of Leviathan. Leviathan is a ripoff of the Abyss, and the Abyss is a ripoff of Alien. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is underwater is the next oh, step. It's the end of all these. <laughs> definitely. So uh, I'm excited for it. I like underwater these creepy horror movies, and it looks pretty good. Uh, this one is really weird. I wanted to just mention, along the same lines as the Banana Splits, they're making a horror version of Fantasy Island. I'm upset about that. And a lot of I'm people <laughs> on the uh, the Facebook also agreed with me. There's no tattoo. There's no tattoo? No! Oh, well then I'm upset about <laughs> it. I was too. I was like, I'm sorry, but where the hell is tattoo at? Because that main guy, he had tattoo. And if it wasn't for a tattoo, how they got an old planes coming? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's upsetting. Um, so that should be interesting, to say the least. And we also have uh, <laughs> Universal rebooting once again. They're coming out with the Invisible Do Man. Do not get me started on that <laughs> bullshit. On what the Invisible Man or just rebooting? Number one, that like it's got a decent like plot. I get it, but no. And well, I I will say this: it's being directed by Lee Winnell, and he is fucking awesome. I do like him a lot. I love his movies, but I cannot stand the lead actress. Soon as she joins Scientology, she is now in everything, and I am sick of seeing her schmagoggled face everywhere. Wow, you double schmagoggle tonight. I did. I had to bust out a second schmagoggle because I can't stand her. Like, I saw her in Us. I was like, all right. And she's in that stupid other movie. And I'm just done. I'm done with her. She shouldn't be in Invisible Man. There shouldn't be an Invisible Man. But there is going to be Lee Winnell. We'll probably make it okay. <laughs> probably make it okay. Or it'll fail terribly like all of these have. It's either going to fail It'll... terribly or be okay. And they'll reboot again next year. Yeah. Oh. The annual reboot of the Universal Monsters line. It's so embarrassing. We, I definitely want to do an episode where we go over all the failed reboots of that oh, of Universal great. series. <laughs> all right. And then uh, the last one I wanted to talk about, uh, there's a straight-up horror movie coming out called Last Night in Soho, uh, directed by Edgar Wright. Oh. What? I didn't hear about yes. that. Yes. And this is going to be a straight horror movie, not a comedy. Interesting. Oh, Anya Taylor-Joy's in it, too. Yep. She was awesome in Witch. She was awesome in Split as well. Yep. So, I'm very interested in this. I, I 
I want to see what, you know, he's capable of in uh, stretching out without some of the comedy background, you know? Let's see. Yeah. A young girl, passionate in fashion design, is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what we got. Um, cool. I know uh, Val, you wanted to go over some of the video game stuff that came out this year, right? Yeah. Well, so what do you got? If if right. you don't mind me interrupting, I'm actually going to bail out now because I'm actually getting really tired. So it's been a pleasure as always, and um, I will catch up with you guys on the next one. All right, Shane. Right. See you next time. Take it easy. Bye. Later. So anyway. Good good job, Val. You cost us one listener already. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even finish recording. Like, fuck this. I don't want to listen to your game and BS. Alrighty. So I have notes. I have many notes. I've been very prepared for this. Wow. I know. Oh, I was a real loser about it. But I wanted to be prepared. <laughs> so this year there were a lot of horror games that came out a lot of them were on pc unfortunately so i wasn't able to play those yet so uh maybe you should become a real gamer P- hashtag pc master race don't don't Come do on, that i'm, I'm, I'm kidding val <laughs> you play a million times more games than i could ever touch <laughs> you gotta do the hashtag too of course. But seriously, Xbox X Series is coming out for the hashtag. holiday 2020, so just want to remind everybody. What are you All right, Val, I apologize. Oh, are you talking about the Xbox? Absolutely. The, sky- the skyscraper? <laughs> oh, the, the Xbox One X no, Series it's X the Xbox X, X Series. Nope, that's wow, the Xbox wow. X Series. So it's okay for iPhone fan to come boy, out boy. Yeah, I have the iPhone like 4S, the iPhone 4 this and that and blah, blah, blah. But God forbid Xbox does it. And everyone's like, yeah, boo, 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 boo. You good? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say I, I prefer PlayStation's naming yeah, to Xbox. Yeah, yeah it's very simplistic. <laughs> Next one, PlayStation 5. All right, that's easy. Okay, got it. <laughs> but uh, this year... For horror games, there wasn't really a whole lot that was announced, and I only played do like a handful of the ones that I wrote down. Okay, so I only played six of them, and one of them was uh, released physically this year, but it came out in like 2017. But this year in video games, Resident Evil 2 came out, uh, Man of Medan, The Sinking City. Days Gone, Blair Witch, Layers of Fear 2, which Mike's probably going to end up playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daymare 1998, which I've never heard of. Moons of Madness, World of Horror. But some of these games I looked up and they weren't even out yet, so I don't know. Uh, Close to the Sun recently came out within the last like month. Devotion, A Plague Tale, Innocence. Chernobylite and Yuppie Psycho. Apparently, you cannot get Devotion off of Steam right now because there were issues with it. And oh, I read something about that. Yeah, so it looked interesting. I'm kind of bummed that I can't play it, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I know for a fact that uh, World of Horror is not out yet. Because I looked that one up. Because it's like black and white and it looks super simplistic and weird. And it's got a really like Junji Ito kind of vibe where it's really fucked up and weird looking. I don't know if you know what Junji Ito is. Probably not. Anybody? No. (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) Okay. So this year I played Blair Witch, Resident Evil 2, uh, Remothered just uh got released physically too uh close to the sun man of medan and home sweet home and uh i'll start off with the blair witch so it follows former police officer ellis lynch as he joins the search in black hills forest for a missing boy so the game was set in 1996 which is supposed to be two years after the events of the first movie and it's uh centers around stealth and survival mechanics and in a typical Blair Witch fashion, you have a, a camcorder, and you can utilize, or utilize, oh my god, the camcorder to rewind time, and you pick up these tapes, and you play them, and if you're in the specific spot that the tape was taken, you can rewind time. So if a tree falls, and the tree's already fallen where you are, you could play it, and you play it backwards, and the tree will come up. And that was really neat, I thought, because that's different. And you have a dog named Bullet, and he essentially is helping you find this little boy. So you use him to not only find the little boy through sniffing and clues and stuff, but um, he also protects you because there's spirits in the forest that will attack you. And, like, the whole game is... He's, like going through this descent of madness where he has really bad PTSD. He was in, like, the war, and the forest makes it so, like, he gets, like, flashbacks and stuff. And it's, like, it's a really odd game. And uh, your ex-wife is trying to call you a lot, so she's, like, something in the game, too. It It was really interesting, and I did like it. There were a couple spots in the game that were really irritating. Because it's the Blair Witch Woods. You get lost, you sit there, and you circle around the same damn area, and you can't find where you need to go sometimes. But the mechanics of it were neat. I always liked games with dogs, because Rule of Rose, you have a dog. Haunting Ground, you have a dog. So, I enjoyed it. Mm, It sounds interesting. Like, I remember seeing trailers for it, and I can't believe I just missed that the game came out. Yeah, it it was decent. I mean, I would have paid for it. I I wouldn't have minded, but it's on Game Pass, so <laughs> there you go. Um, let's see. So I played Remothered as well. Speaking of Haunting Ground, because it's essentially the same thing. You're this woman, and she's trying to investigate a missing girl. You go to um, this guy's house, um, Doctor Felton, who's the girl's adopted father. And you're trying to figure out exactly what happened to this girl. So you sneak back into the house after he kicks you out. And you try and find clues as to what happened. And it's basically a lot of running and hiding from him. He's insane. And he tries to attack you. And then there's other people in the house that try to attack you. And it was really good. Um, I looked into it. And it's considered a spiritual successor to... uh, 
the series Clock Tower, which I mean, oh okay, I had no idea about that, but it it was very reminiscent of it, so I thought that was neat. I guess in the Italian Video Game Awards, it was rewarded for best Italian game. Um, and the game soundtrack was composed by Japanese musician Nobuka Toda, who is known for her work on the Metal Gear Solid series as well as uh, The Evil Within Two. Hmm. So, I mean, that was that was neat. It was a little hard to play. Mike watched me play a little bit of it. Yep. He won't play it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next game I played was Close to the Sun. And uh, you're this journalist, and you it's all based in like the late 1800s, maybe early 1900s. And you're this journalist, and you get a note from your sister telling you to come onto this ship called the Helios, and it's operated by Tesla. And uh, you, she says that she really needs you on there and stuff. You get there, and all of these people are, it's like all these scientists and stuff are supposed to be on this ship, and they're supposed to be inventing stuff and whatever, because... Uh, Nikola Tesla is like the big wig on the ship and stuff. And you find out that there was this huge massacre that went on and things went awry and they invented things that they shouldn't have. So you have to find your sister. And it was like a very Bioshock dead space kind of game. It was really mm-hmm. short. I enjoyed it, but I got the $100 collector's edition that came with the game uh, the certificate of authenticity because there was only a thousand made and uh, came with a vinyl and a steel book, so it was like really expensive. If I would have known it was such a short game, I would not have went balls out, but it was good. I mean, I would definitely play it again. Okay, uh, Man of Medan is uh, the first of eight installments because it's supposed to be an anthology series. And in this one, um, it's five people. They are doing an underwater diving expedition. They find a plane wrecked in the Pacific Ocean. And things take a quick turn when the five get taken hostage by pirates and against their will are taken to taken to a large ghost ship and it's the fabled Indonesian Orang Medan where their worst nightmares become reality. So you need to make life and death decisions for your characters. There's a lot of quick time events and the, the story itself is really interesting. It's kind of like uh, everybody's kind of tripping out because... Everyone's on this ship and everybody sees different things. And it's like the different things that scare you, like the, the character themselves. And I thought that was really cool. But what I thought was even cooler was when I looked into the game, it was actually inspired by an urban legend for the SS Orang Medan, which was about a ghost ship that had become a shipwreck in the Dutch West Indies or Dutch East Indies waters in the late 1940s. The entire crew was found dead under suspicious and mysterious circumstances, and their faces were twisted into horrified expressions, which seemed to indicate that they were terrified and they had suffered before their passing, despite having no visual signs of injury to their bodies. And the ship was completely unscathed. 
So they tried to bring it back to port, but before they could even try to, the ship exploded and sank underwater. So there's like a bunch of theories that there was something paranormal going on on the ship. And uh, I guess a radio operator aboard the vessel sent the me- or a message in Morse code that said, SOS from Orang Medan, we float all officers, including the captain, dead in the chat room and on the bridge. Probably whole of the crew are dead. And then there was a bunch of dots and dashes of Morse code. And then later two words came through clearly and they were, I die. And then after that, they didn't hear anything else from them. And what's cool is in the game, you go in the room where the Morse code thing is and you pick up a piece of paper and turn it around and on the back it said, I die. So I was like, that's neat that, you know, that's really creepy. They would incorporate that. Uh, Okay, the next game was Home Sweet Home, which was really interesting because it's like one of those VR kind of games. And I would strongly advise against playing it in VR because I got horribly sick playing it in VR. Do you normally get sick from those? Uh, not so bad. Like if I, I played the inpatient, which was uh the prequel to Until Dawn, and I was just fine. But this like the frame rate issues were really iffy. So I got really sick. <laughs> so um the game is about this guy Tim and his wife disappears and one and he starts turning to alcohol and he wakes up one night in some unknown place and then while he's trying to exit he's chased by a female ghost but then the ghosts come into your house and they start messing things around in your house it's really interesting and I, there's a lot of Thai folklore that's roped into this game because it's like supposed to be Thailand's scariest game they've ever made so you have to like look up a lot of the folklore because it just it's it seems silly from like a outside point of view because there's a character and she's a schoolgirl and she follows you and she wants to kill you and she stabs you with like a box cutter but like you have to find in the game, there's like pieces of paper and I guess it says like different sort of like rituals and stuff because they're very into black magic and like crazy beliefs. And uh, I guess she tried to curse her friends and in turn, uh, the sin and evil backfired on her. And if you unsuccessfully use black magic on someone else, it, comes back to haunt you instead so now she's completely messed up and she's haunted and she's evil and she's just this entity that follows you throughout the whole game and then they have other entities too that i thought were really interesting there's like this giant monster that follows you and you just think that it's just some giant monster but i guess in their folklore it's somebody who died from so much sin and then it gets them reincarnated into something called a prate. And it's a super tall, hungry ghost that's part of like Buddhist folklore. And uh, they're like two stories tall. They're super skinny. They have huge hands and they have needle holes for mouth. So it's like 
cry in agony and stuff because they can't eat anything and they're always hungry. Oof. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. Um, they they opened it up at the end of the game for they have a sequel, which is already out now. I haven't played it yet though, because typical me, I'm waiting for it to be physical. And then last <laughs> but not least, the game that I played this year, probably my favorite horror game that came out this year, Resident Evil 2. Hey. So it's essentially the same thing as the originals. You can be Leon or Claire. Um you're basically doing the same thing, a trend to escape from Raccoon City. Leon is supposed to be a cop. And it's supposed to be his first day, and he ends up having to fight a horde of zombies and figure out what happened because nobody was responding to him when he Ugh, was trying Mondays. to get a hold of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Claire's trying to find her brother, Chris, who is part of Raccoon City Department's uh, stars. But, uh, yeah, essentially it's the same thing as the original Resident Evil 2, but it's better graphics, so much better. Uh, it was nominated for Game of the Year, it, had, it was nominated for Best Sound Design, and it was nominated for Best Action Game. And it was really, really, really good. I've played through it so many times. Is it like uh, the original, where the things you do in one character's playthrough will affect the other character? Yeah. Oh, cool. Which I like, but and then um you get uh like the new game plus for them too is you can do one of two scenarios like the original. So you're in like a different area doing different things in the second time. Which is neat. Cause in the original it was like if you beat the game with Leon, you either get like A or B or whatever for Claire. Right. I don't know. I've only really played the first Resident Evil 2 like a handful of times and I only played it through like once. So I'm not like super knowledgeable about Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation, but the, this one was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to that one yet. Yeah. Uh, I've, been, I've been meaning to pick it up. It's not the tank controls either. It's more like uh, the over-the-shoulder, <laughs> like uh, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, right. Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what did you feel about the uh, the trailer for Resident Evil 3? I'm excited. I already pre-ordered the collector's edition with the Jill statue. Oh, you're that person? Oh, yes. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly surprised. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of not, but at the same time, I am that they're they're doing Resident Evil three before uh, like a Code Veronica remake. I would love a Code Veronica remake, but I feel like that one's not as popular, unfortunately. Yeah, I think you're right, but that one's like more like Resident Evil three. You know what I mean? It's like the an actual sequel to Part two. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the Resident Evil 3 storyline is more like, oh, this is kind of happening at the same time, sort of. Yeah. But it all looks good. You get the nemesis and all that in there. He looks peculiar, though. I like the design of the original nemesis much better. I like when he was made of three polygons. <laughs> <laughs> 
So is this but, the first time they're remaking Resident Evil 3, right? I think it is. Yeah. It got, it got re-released they, on the GameCube, but they haven't made yeah, it since. Yeah, I was going to say, they re-released it on the GameCube, but that was about it. Yeah. So what are they going to re-release all of them? Like, what happens when they get to, like, 4? Are they, are they going to remake 4? I don't know. I guess it's possible, right? Yeah, no kidding. Maybe they'll remake Code Veronica first. Hopefully. They already kind of technically remade Code Veronica in a way. Because on the Wii game, the Dark Side Chronicles, it was like the, the Gun Con game. Mm-hmm. And they had a Code Veronica section and they ruined it. What do you mean they ruined it? The story? No, like it was like essentially the same thing, but. um. Oh, God, what is his name? The Ashford guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, it was like a big joke with him. Everything was like a joke. And it was like super jokery because like there was stupid like graffiti on the wall. And I was just like, okay, like he would never have done that. (laughs) I feel like he wasn't like a jokester he wasn't he wasn't the type to scribble on walls he thought that he was like the bee's knees because his dad was helped do the uh t-virus and stuff he wouldn't have been ridiculous i don't know it just it bothered me but i'm sure if they made like an actual remake the way that they have been it would be fantastic yeah i like that you're bothered by a a wee light gun (laughs) mock-up game it upset me because I was like stoked because they were like, it, it'll be Resident Evil, I think it was Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 0, and Code Veronica. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been so long since I played it, but I was like, fuck yeah, like I'm so ready to do the Code Veronica one. And then I played through it, and me and my now ex best friend, we are super big into that game. And we were stoked, and we like both looked at each other like, how dare they? Make a joke out of Code Veronica. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, yeah, I'm excited for three. That's going to cool. be so good. So I know it's not super like a horror game, but did you play um, Bloodstained? No, I did not yet. Oh, okay. That's like the only game that I've like played from this year. <laughs> How was it? Did you like it? I uh, I'm, I'm not very far in it. I probably only have a couple hours into it, but it's super, you know, like it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night style, as to be expected. Yeah. Um, so I'm really enjoying it because I like those games. It's, you know, it's, it's not identical to Symphony of the Night in much the same way that like if you play, you know, the, um, uh, the Game Boy titles or the DS ones. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's they're like Symphony of the Night, but they all have their own little gimmicks. This is very much like one of those, and that it's got its own gimmicks. You can get spells and and shards and all kinds of stuff you can do. Um, there's aspects I don't like where you have to, like, craft food and weapons and stuff. And I think that's yeah. kind of boring and shitty. Like, I don't want to have to go collect. You know, I'm busy enough going around trying to find better weapons and, you know... Other things, I don't want to have to collect pieces of scrap iron so I can make something. <laughs> Just let me kill zombies, all right? Absolutely. It's good, though. I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Oh, and another game that came out this year, they remade Onimusha. What? Yeah. Where Where was this? How have I not even heard of This was earlier this year. 
I'm gonna Google this. Get the hell out of here. Huh? Could you not? Could you not? Animusha remake. Let's say, let's uh, Animusha Warlords. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. That's the first one, yeah. Oh my God! How did I not it know about this? Does not look much better. <laughs> I liked Animusha. It, it's so good. It's like I don't even care that it, it essentially looks like a port. I was just like. I loved the original. Of course, I'm going to buy it on, you know, PlayStation 4. I have to. It's the original so good. And this one was really good. And I, like, I breezed through this one. I didn't oh, take wow. long to beat it. This looks terrible. <laughs> Visually. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I can't believe this is on the PS4. You going to get it now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like shit, but I'm going to get it. Yeah. Oh, is is it? It's just part one, though. Then. Yeah, I beat it in four hours and fifty one minutes, and I got a an A ranking. Well, excuse me. I was just like, well, all right. It's been forever since I played this, but I remember being a kid, and that game was so hard. Animusha? I don't remember being hard. Okay, well, I was little. What do you want from me? I was like... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help that I was a full-grown adult. <laughs> You've always been. Always. Came out of the womb, just like this. Beard and all. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when the original one came out. Uh, but I'll tell you how old I was. Let me rewind my brain. I want to say it's probably like... Okay, so oh, fuck you. Okay. I was 10 years old playing Musha. <laughs> what do you want from me? What do you want from me? <laughs> it's not my fault that I could play a video game. Mostly because I ha I was 10 years older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Cool. I'll have to check those out. Awesome. So anything else, Val? A any games you're looking forward to in 2020, Val? Yeah. Oh, um, what was it? What was that game that they had for E3? Uh, was it Ghostwire? Go yeah, Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo, I think. Mm hmm Yeah, that one looked really cool, but apparently I just Googled it, and it's going to be an action-adventure game. What? Is that the same one we're looking at? No, that's Ghost of Tsushima. No, I just looked up Ghostwire. Wait, are you talking about... The action-adventure is probably Ghost of Tsushima. No, I looked up Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, that looks straight up horror. Yeah. <coughs> okay, well, I, I am interested in that. But, nah, I'm... I'm mostly interested in Resident Evil 3. I don't think they're going to come out with the new Elder Scrolls next year. I don't even know if I would buy the new Elder Scrolls, because, you know, Bethesda yeah. lately... They have been shitting lately. Yeah, and they used to be so good. Like, back in the day, they did the Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, and that was fantastic. Oblivion. Although Beth Bethesda's got one game that I'm most excited for. Uh, is, that, is Doom Eternal. Yes. I'm pumped for that. That's gonna in be March, great. right? So Yeah, until they knock it back another six months. As they, they seem to be doing. They knocked back uh, Crystal Chronicles, too. The Final hmm. Fantasy one. They've knocked it back twice now. It was supposed to be 
fall of this year, then it was spring of next year, and now it's summer. Did they come out with the first Final Fantasy VII remake part? No, that's March, I think. Yeah, that's March. Yeah. I'm excited for that, though. It's been a long time since I played Final Fantasy VII. Probably since you were, like, four. (laughs) No, I didn't have that back then. (laughs) No, I had, uh... I bought Final Fantasy VII way later. I had Final Fantasy VIII when I was little. And I did not want to play any of the girls. I only wanted to play the guys. And then I got to a point where it splits up. And you have (laughs) to be all the girls. So they were all, like, level, like, three. And I was like, well, I'm screwed. Oh no, I didn't upgrade any of these people. They, they, weren't, they didn't hit as hard. That's true, and they did not have the gunblade. No, they didn't. They didn't have Zell's angry fists. <laughs> what else is coming out next year? I don't even know. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, let me get my bearings right now. Deadly Premonition just got re-released and they put it on the Switch. Oh yeah. And let me talk about that. (laughs) I love Deadly Premonition. They released it in 2010 on the Xbox 360, and it's a fantastic game. It's essentially, like, it's very Twin Peaks. You're in a town investigating, like, a murder, and all of the townspeople are super quirky, and they're weird, and... The way that the game is, every different person has their own 24-hour thing that they do. Everybody has their set schedule. So if you want to talk to somebody, they're going to be at, you know, the cafe or restaurant, and they're going to be eating at a certain time and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. It's really, like, it's kind of like a a real-time sort of, like, thing, because it takes a while to drive to places, and... It's in the big mountain sides of, like, Washington, and it's super neat. And the main character, he's so lovable. Like, when you're driving, instead of it just being, hey, I'm just driving, you have the option for him to talk to himself because he has, uh, like, an alter ego that he talks to, and his name is Zach. So he'll sit there and talk about, like, old-school movies. Like, he talks about, I think it was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And he's like, yeah, remember when we saw that in the theater? It's, like, stuff like that. It's really quirky and cool. And you can go fishing. And it's just such an odd game. And uh, they re-released it uh, a couple years later on the PS3. And they did the director's cut. So they added more stuff to it. And it looked slightly better. So it's like, okay. The new one on the Switch looks like it should be a PS2 game. It's extremely blurry. It has sound issues. Like, it sounds really muffled. I'm just really upset. (laughs) So, if you have not played Deadly Premonition, I strongly advise against getting it on the Switch. If you want to get it, get it on the 360. It's not super expensive. It's the best port of the game. This is the Switch one. Is I read a lot of people said this is the worst port, and that's all it is. It's a port. The game came out 
almost 10 years ago, and they literally just ported it to the Switch and made it look worse. <laughs> they make this look worse. It looks like, like if you have glasses and you take your glasses off and it's blurry, that's what that whole game looked like. And even Mike was like, that looks like shit. Absolutely. Yeah, because you were upset about it, too. Oh, I was. It looked because I was like kind of fiddling with my TV settings. I was like, hopefully, hopefully it's not my TV. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. (laughs) It was the game. I was going to say, you pull it off the dock and it'll tell you if it's if it's bad right away. (laughs) But I, I strongly advise everybody to play Deadly Premonition if you're like a fan of horror and you're a fan of like quirky behavior because the main character he's a riot he's so much fun he's he's like the main the guy in uh twin peaks whose name i completely forget kyle mclaughlin i think like yeah no yeah it's uh i think yeah tom mclaughlin right thought it was kyle oh yeah kyle so it's like the same thing as that and it's a lot of fun just don't get it on the Switch. And they're supposed to be coming out with a second one. Hopefully it doesn't look like absolute garbage like this one. Yeah, okay, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's not a port of another game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I figured that they would have remade it and kind of made it look a little bit better. Because, I mean, it came out in 2010. It came, or came out almost 10 years ago. You have time to make it look a little bit better. Yeah. Right. I feel this was just a cash grab. It's upsetting. Cheap bastards. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done ranting now. Excellent rant. I'm glad we got it out. (laughs) All right. What do you think, guys? Ready to wrap this up? Any other topics we want to bring up? No, I think we we covered a lot of good 2019 stuff. All right. Yeah, 2019. uh, Movie-wise, I don't think 2019 was that bad. I think it was pretty positive because I didn't really see anything that was horrible, horrible. But I think of Lighthouse. Yeah, it's true. I haven't gotten to Black Christmas or the Banana (laughs) Splits. I think if Lighthouse didn't come out, I think this would have been a real mediocre year. Oh, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you could see that. Well, we'll see what 2020 brings. Doesn't look good so far. (laughs) (laughs) Based on the sleeps. So, all right. Well, if if, uh, you guys want to get a hold of the podcast, you can send us an email. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. Uh, If you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo on Instagram. All you need, Ryan. I'm on Facebook. And you can find me on the message board and some various other places. Uh, Val, where can people get a hold of you? Uh, usually on Instagram as Nurse Puff. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Facebook, I guess. <laughs> Valerie Burns. Yeah, and um, I do the Instagram All You Need is Blood podcast. I'm also on Instagram under my uh, other name as Whittemore with a zero. And, um, yeah, Facebook group and the UHM board. And if you want to reach Shane, he's uh, at Dead Cell Society. And on Instagram, it's RoboGinge. Yeah. I think that's right. And he's on Facebook and various other places as well. 
Uh, or you could just stop by his house if anyone knows where he lives. So I'm sure he'll answer the door. And you may not be living there anymore. Oh, that's right. You can help him move. Yep. Yeah. I'm You're sure in the uh, UK area. Get a hold of Shane and help him move next year. He'll really appreciate it. He'll really appreciate Someone shows up at his house. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Christ. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining me. And uh, Val, thanks for stopping by and bringing all the horror video game knowledge that you have. And, um, yeah. yeah, I guess I'll just say bye for now. Bye. All right. Lisa is cooking something downstairs, and it smells so fucking good. I'm like... Oh, good. Now you don't have to worry about making something. I'm drooling. I don't even know what it is, but it smells delicious. Yeah, my grandpa came up here while we were talking, and he's like, I got the roast ready. You gonna eat? I'm like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And now I can finally take a bite of one of these chips. Mm. All right, guys. I would have rather hear your chips than uh, Shane's grudge chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I was, was... like, the hell is that? Well, that was three hours long. Yeah. Oh. I've killed like over a hundred stuffles while we've done this. You, were you doing it while you were listening, while you were recording? Yeah. And I was doing a while I was talking, too. And not a single shiny. No! Pissed! (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. The show's over, but here's a little bonus feature of us recording what happens when we take a little bit of a break. Hope you enjoy, and make sure you cook some of Shane's famous pudding. Yeah, I'm just eating eating chips on Mike. Mmm, hummus. God, I love hummus. I discovered hummus on toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hummus on toast. Little grated pancetta cheddar. It's the tits, as I would say. Yeah. Uh, I'll use hummus when I'm building a sandwich. Yeah. Like, Big old smear of that on there, or even in the morning, like you said on toast. Mm. Or put a big wad of hummus on that, and then cook an egg. Oh my god! Poached egg. Ah, that's too much work. Oh no, man! Poached egg, just fucking, it's just, it's the best. Then I gotta get water. Thing is, you poach an egg in the microwave. Poach an egg in a microwave. How the hell do you do that? Well, you get some hot, you get some water, crack your egg into it, put it in the microwave for a minute and a half, or less than a minute, or about a minute. I have never heard of such a thing. Give it a go. Let me know how you get on with it. I used to do it when I had a microwave, but um, I don't, I don't believe in having a microwave anymore. <laughs> no, I cook, I cook everything. I cook everything from fresh. So, I know, but it's it's funny that you're telling me to poach an egg in a microwave, and you're like, yeah, but I don't believe in microwaves. <laughs> well, I mean, I had a, the last time I had a microwave was about 12 years ago. Oh, sorry. I just walked away because I was then pouring the boiling water from the kettle into my cup to make my cup of tea.
Well, that's what your microwave should be for, Shane. No, it isn't. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get me started on that. Not on that fucking tea plate again, damn it. <laughs> oh, I bought some bought some digestives, digestive biscuits today. Um, classic caramel. So basically, it's the digestive biscuit with a layer of caramel and a layer of milk chocolate on top. Oh, they're evil. As in evil, as in they're really fucking good, but they are kind of evil. But yeah, we should just do the entire podcast. You know, people just eating and drinking. Didn't we do that before? I mean, I <laughs> smoke and drink tea, but... Well, there is... Oh, yeah, I always have a, a seltzer nearby. But yeah. there was one episode, I think, Mike was eating something. It was like Cheetos. It was like a whole bag yeah. of something he was eating. <laughs> I remember that. I, I forgot what it was, but I remember trying to edit out him crunching. <laughs> it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. I came in at a weird time. <laughs> or the perfect time. Oh. <laughs> ma, ma, ma. <laughs> we're just talking about eating on microphone. And we're reminiscing about the time that I think Mike was eating an entire bag of Cheetos on the podcast. Wow, what a surprise. Mike and Cheetos. He was. I think that's what it was. That are Sour Patch Kids. Oh my god. I had one Sour Patch Kid last night, and it was fantastic. He likes the watermelon ones. He'll go through one of those big giant bags in a night. It's horrendous. <clears throat> That's gotta hurt your stomach. Oh my god, I just saw this picture of a lady with a, like a, almost like a wine glass full of macaroni and cheese with Dinosaur nuggets as wine glass toppers. <laughs> completely off topic. I've just read that John Frischianti is back in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who's that? He was their guitarist during Californication. Oh. oh. Shit, what did I do with that top? I gotta put this hummus away before I eat the whole thing. I did myself um, a tray of roasted vegetables with... A Yorkshire pudding and some gravy. Ooh, Yorkshire pudding fucks my shit up. I love Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Have you ever had a Yorkshire pudding, Ryan? Yes, I have. You have? Yep. And how did you like it? It was good. Sure. Okay. You gotta have gravy or something with it, though. Fuck yeah. So like, you have to be eating it with, like, a, a roast or, you know. What? Sure. Yeah. Okay. You want like that? Are we eating it wrong? <laughs> oh man! Right, Yorkshire puddings with a roast is just fucking out of this world. So there's one thing I miss about not having a Sunday roast with my mother. It's her Yorkshire puddings that she used to make. Mm. She'd make them. She'd do. There was. I don't know what she did. The batter. I can never get it right. But basically, the Yorkshire puddings she used to make used What's to come out about five to six inches tall. They Gee. were fucking huge. And she'd put two on a plate. And it's basically, you'd pick up the Yorkshire pudding and it was so fucking big. You'd be like, I could fit my whole roast dinner in that. And what she used to do, she used to pop a hole in the top and pour the gravy in the middle of the Yorkshire pudding. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. They were, like, the best. But um, it's all about the flour, eggs, and milk. It has to be equal measures, equal quantities. Um, so when really? you make it, you just grab the eggs out of the fridge, or do you let them get to room temperature? You let them get to room temperature. Okay, I was I I knew that, but I wasn't sure if you did. Yeah, Le- I was yeah. always told that everything gets fluffier when you leave the eggs at room temperature. Yeah, um, it's also all down to the flour, self-raising flour. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's literally, I, I mean, it's four eggs. Um, I don't know, two cups of flour or maybe a cup of flour. I don't know. I don't know U.S. measurements. Um, and then half a pint of milk. Mm. That's it. I didn't see, know that was it. Because um, that's how I was taught. That's what I was taught. Damn. Yeah. And then the trick is when you put them, before you put them in the oven, you heat the oil in the pan that you're using. It's mm-hmm. really fucking hot. And then you take it out and you pour the Yorkshire pudding mix in. And then when you pour it in, it's supposed to sizzle in the pan. And then you put it in the oven for 25 to 30 minutes. Okay, then, now I'm getting hungry. I know. And then <laughs> I you got to stop talking about food, Shane. Hey, you started it. <laughs> I know, because I was hungry. <laughs> but yeah, that's the trick to Yorkshire puddings. Hmm. Are I didn't know recording? that. Are we still recording by any chance? Yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Now you just gave Lou the recipe. I'll put that at the end of the episode for anyone that wants Shane's Yorkshire pudding recipe. Okay, you know what? Just use it as a single extra for Christmas. <laughs> the Christmas episode. Oh. And another, oh, another trick with like making gravy that my mother used to do was <coughs> when she used to boil her potatoes, she used to use some of the starchy water out of the potatoes mix it in with the gravy granules and what she used to do she used to boil it she used to cook it in the oven so it got really thick wow i'm back sorry we don't care we're learning uh, food. yeah we're not interested mike yeah no. what, are you, what are we talking about yorkshire pudding oh of course why would i think anything else <laughs> <laughs> and i was just getting on to discussing the finer points of how to make a good beef gravy what was that it sounded like someone was like ah in the background. That was my that was my chair. Oh okay, the grudge. <laughs> yeah, my swivel chair. That was the grudge. 